With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Lisa likes the window seat at night, the lights below that tell her she's nearly home. Then there's the lights she can't see, the runway lights we power to bring her plane safely into land. And because at Energia we also power all of Ireland's streetlights, Lisa's taxi home is that bit safer too. And no prizes for guessing who powers her house. Welcome home, Lisa. Energia, the power behind your power. You're listening to Let's Talk Jets Radio. everybody, and welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Jets Radio. This is one of your hosts, Tyson Roush, and we have a jam-packed show for you tonight. I mean, as you all know, we have the Mo Wilkerson franchise tag, the Ryan Fitzpatrick drama, you name it, we're going to talk about it. So without further ado, I'll introduce the man of the people, Joe from Long Beach. What's up, man? What's going on, Ty, man? I am the man of the people. I am here for the people. Listen, guys, we are on Facebook, okay? Go to Facebook, search Long Beach Joe. Like that page, man. Get involved with this. Our content is up there. Message us. We'll message you right back. You know, give us some feedback on the show, man. We love speaking with people that listen, and we love listening to what you guys think about the show. So get involved with us, man. Let's go ahead and get into the show, Ty. I am fired up. Yeah, no doubt. We're also on iTunes. We're on Stitcher. We're on TuneIn.com. So just search Let's Talk Jets, and you'll find us. Um, Joe, we have a very special guest joining us tonight, a former New York Jets linebacker, a great analyst on SNY. He always he never pulls any punches. And that and that guest is Chad Cascadden. Chad, this is Joe and Tyson. How you doing, man? Joe, Tyson, thanks for having me. No, Chad, thank you, man. We we appreciate your time, especially during the, the quietness that should be the NFL off season. Boy, isn't this exciting? That whole Sam Bradford <laughs> thing, uh kind of uh woke everybody up a little bit, I think, over at the uh, the Jets complex. <laughs> Yeah, no, yeah, you're not kidding, Chad. No doubt. Now, before we even go into Bradford, 
what is your overall take on, on Mike McCagna, Todd Bowles, as they head into this offseason? Well, before the beginning of the season last year on SNY, I predicted an 8-8 eight and eight season. I thought that would be a successful season for a first-time head coach and a brand-new uh, GM just getting used to each other and you know trying to put together a roster that can at least compete in the AFC East. Uh, I was I was impressed with Bowles' uh, sort of calm demeanor, never too high, never too low, and you know he was very he was very honest and upfront with his players. Like this is a production league, and and we need to win games. And you know they're not satisfied. I like that. I like hearing that from the coach. So uh, overall, a ten and six season, I thought was was a good start. I think they I think they should have beat the Buffalo Bills at. at that last game of the season, which would have put them in the playoffs. And I think they would have won a first game in the playoffs. I think they would have struggled maybe in the second game. But they needed to put Rex Ryan and those Buffalo Bills away. And I didn't think that they did very well and adjusted uh, during that game, and thus they lost, and deservedly so. And that's what happens with, you know, new coaches uh, and, and players. And so, you know, they learned. They got comfortable with each other. But, hey, this is a new year. And there's going to be some new people on that roster, and there's going to be people coming after other people's jobs. That's what makes the league so much fun to talk about, even in the offseason. Yeah, no doubt. And as you know, the, you know free agency is right around the corner. Now, Mike McCagna was you know, voted executive of the year this past season. But this offseason, he's got you know, limited cap space and some crucial decisions. Do you think this is going to be his chance where he's really going to be tested as opposed to last year? Yeah, I I think that last year he was sort of given a pass, and he had some extra money in the purse to sort of spend, and I thought he did a real nice job going out and and training to get Brandon Marshall. What a great trade that was, I think, for a fifth-round pick, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Yep. And to bring in who I thought, and he doesn't get a lot of publicity, but I thought James Carpenter, the left guard between Brick and Mangold, I thought he was fantastic. And for that kind of punishing running game that they like to run in a Changeli offense, I thought he was a perfect fit. Very low key, went about his business, uh, very, very highly productive, and you know had a kind of a nastiness to him that I, I thought that that offensive line needed. So I thought he was a really good signing. And then his draft picks, they thought were pretty good. Uh, he obviously hit uh, on the defensive line. Uh, you know, I, I, Devin Smith is still a question to me. I don't know. I know he can run. Sometimes he can catch, but he can't stay healthy. <laughs> you know, he can't stay healthy. And look, you got to play. The number one skill in this in the NFL is availability. You got to be available, my friend. And if you're not available, what good are you? So, you know, he's got Bryce Petty in the wings. I think I don't think Bryce is ready to go yet. Um, you know, he, he he went out and he and he got. Um, Oh, gosh, I'm sorry, guys. What's his name? Uh, um, uh, uh, Lorenzo Malden. I'm sorry. He, they got Malden. I, all good, solid picks. I really like the picks. He's going to have his work cut out for him this year because he's got less cap room, and he's got to take care of some of his players. that are. Hello? Yeah. 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 Sorry. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, he, he's – 
He's gonna he's gonna start. I don't know if you can hear that. Somebody's calling me on my home line. My apologies, guys. Uh, it's busy around here. I got four kids and a wife. <laughs> but anyways, I'm down in my man cave. I'm trying to stay away from everybody. Talking about football, I love it. But uh, yeah, he's got some work to you know. He's got he's got to get that quarterback sign. He's he's tagged them all. What is he gonna do with that guy? You know, he's got some running backs that he needs to bring back. You know, what is he gonna build? It'd be very interesting. Yeah, Chad, and I, my name is Joe, and I want to welcome you to the show. You know, I, I lo- absolutely love talking to you about football. And a big move, as you as you brought up there, is trying to get Ryan Fitzpatrick re-signed. Can you give me your thoughts on what it's going to take to get him re-signed? Well, Sam Bradford uh, signing, what, at $36 million for two years, 26 guaranteed. <laughs> That's a good one. Um, <laughs> but you know what, guys, uh, in this league – a starting quarterback gets paid a lot of money. They just do. They get they get somewhere, I don't know, maybe 13, 14, 15 million. Um, will Fitzpatrick get that? Good question. Where is he going to go? You know, really, honestly, is there a market for him and does he want to go? My guess is no. And he's going to try to do something flexible for the Jets, but yes, reward him for doing a good job. What does that look like? Not sure, guys. But I don't see him leaving. He's at the tail end of his career. He knows it. He likes it at the Jets. He's developed a really nice rapport with his receivers and his offensive line. He's seen as the leader of this team. And you know what? That's hard to redo somewhere else. And I think he'll give some sort of discount to the home team. Not sure what that's going to be. I hope that they can come up with something that's, that, that works for both sides. But I do think they will re-sign him because if they don't, then we go into the season with – Geno Smith, and with Bryce Petty, not sure. I'm not sure that you want to go into the season with those two guys. Not sure. Yeah, and Chad, I definitely agree with you there. Is there another QB possible in the free agent market that you could see the Jets going after if they do whip on Ryan Fitzpatrick? Yeah, yeah, I no, I don't. And the ones that you would think are, uh, you know, Cousins got tagged, uh, you know, Always not letting Osweiler out of Denver. I don't care what they do for that guy. There's no way he's letting that guy go. Uh, and then Sam Bradford was coming due. So, uh, you know, really, what else is out there? There's not a lot out there that is that much marketably better than what they currently have on the roster. So, you know, look, the market is set. They like who they got. They trust who they got. they got to, they got to find a way to, to – find a common ground and pay the guy. Yeah, once again, we're speaking with Chad Kiskadden, who's very kind to give us some time tonight. Chad, the, the second biggest story today, other than the Sam Bradford uh, announcement, was Mo Wilkerson being tagged, which everybody expected. Yeah. But now but now, the, now the, the discussion is, what do you do with him? Do you try to get a deal done, which seems difficult at the point, or do you consider trading him? What, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I, I'm not sure if he is tradable, and the reason being, I'm not sure with a broken leg at the last game of the season that someone would be willing to put up you know, two first-round draft picks in order to take this guy and then sign him to a long-term deal. I just don't know if I see that. Um, he's getting paid a lot of money, guys. $15 million is a lot of dough. And you know what? He might play this season out, You know, probably take some insurance on himself, and then try to hit free agency next year. Uh, there's a plethora of defensive linemen coming out in the draft. There's some good defensive linemen that are popping out into free agency. So, you know, I, I just don't know if another team out there is going to be willing to give up so much to get Mo Wilkes in again. 
he broke his leg. I'm not saying that he's not going to come back fully healthy, but, you know, guys, we don't know. You know, we don't know. And is another team going to be willing to risk that? I'm just not sure. So what I think you'll see is the Jets seeing what they can do with the other positions that they have, and if they've got enough money left over where they can do a, a, a good deal with Mull, then maybe they'll sign him. But otherwise, I think you're going to see him tag, and I think, I think you're going to see him play with the tag. Yeah, see, and the problem I have with that, just you know, from like just from like looking at the big picture, is you know that that tag amount is fifteen point seven million dollars, and yeah. that's like an albatross. It's an albatross because now it's like you're left with like six million dollars. Now you make some cuts. Say you have a fifteen million dollars, which is not a lot when you want to resign Fitzpatrick and all these other guys. Yeah. Now, if you're the Jets, would you consider say the Raiders offer you a second and a fourth round pick? Would you consider something like that a lesser deal, but Knowing that you can get those two players, plus you get back those that cap space. Yeah, that phew. a second and a fourth round pick for Mo Wilkerson? No way. <laughs> no way. That guy's a game changer. He he's he's a guy that people focus on, and I don't know anywhere where you're going to get a second rounder or a fourth rounder that affects the game like he does. I, I just don't know. Unless they give some serious cash considerations, uh, I can't see a deal like that. Again, I don't. I, He's got a tag on him where the compensation is two first-round picks. Uh, you know, I, I just don't see anybody willing to give up that much for him. Uh, yeah, and, and like you spoke about, with that tag being so large, you got a guy like Damian Harrison heading to free agency. Yeah. I mean, how do you think that he's going to affect the defense if he were to leave? Well, they've got, you know, they've got a pretty good D-line. You know, I think Leonard Williams uh, showed last year he can play. They've got Sheldon Richardson, so that they were kind of moving him around. And the reason why they were moving Sheldon around is they didn't have a pass rushing uh, either defensive end or linebacker that could get speed rush on the outside. So they, they kind of played around with Sheldon Richardson. If Damon Harrison, if he ends up having to leave and they can't afford him, then you'll end up seeing Muhammad, Sheldon, and Leonard out there, which is probably exactly why they took Leonard Williams last year when he fell to six. So I, I hate to see Snacks leave, but I just don't know if I see any way for them to keep everybody. I just don't see it because you can't put that much money into, you know, a defensive line when you don't have any speed rushers on the outside. I mean, who, Calvin Pace? I don't see that. You know, I, I, is, is DeMario Davis going to be back next year? Probably not. Are they going to keep Aaron Anderson? Probably, because I think he did a better job pass covers than last year. Is Lorenzo Malden, is he your answer to a speed pass rush? You know, maybe from time to time he is. I don't know. He's, he was a rookie last year. He showed some promise. But I, I just don't know if you can keep everybody. And I, I end up thinking that Snacks is probably going to get – he's going to get a bag of candy somewhere else. Is there any situation where you could see both Mo and Snacks being gone and us having to, you know, depend on the fact that Sheldon Richardson is there? Do you feel comfortable with that, given that Sheldon no. Richardson's, you know, off off the field kind of issues that he's had in the past? No, I'm not comfortable with it. And I, I can't – I'm not sure if you would see both leave because they do have the tag on Mo, And so, if anything, he can't go anywhere. So he's here to stay until somebody just makes an, an unbelievable offer you can't refuse. So if Snacks ends up leaving, you still have got three very, very, very good defensive linemen. Um, I, I think they'd love to see Snacks come back. I just don't think the market's going to be uh, good for the Jets on this one. I think he's going to get his money. 
Yeah, no, I definitely agree. I think that, you know, he's been waiting for this payday. And that there was reports over like the last couple of weeks where he, he's turned down pretty hefty offers from the Jets in the past. So I think he's gonna go for you know for a pretty good a pretty good sum. Chad, yeah. what is your evaluation? What was your evaluation of Darrell Revis this year? I mean, that last Buffalo game for a variety of reasons, Sammy Watkins caught a lot of passes and then immediately Jets fans are like, He's toast, he's finished, he's you know how Jets fans get. What is your take on Darrell Revis? Well, uh, when I watched that last game, I didn't think that uh, I didn't think he played as poorly as, as a lot of fans uh, were yelling out to be. They weren't. They were playing a soft zone on him. And what I would have preferred to see, and this was what I was talking about earlier in the call, is the Jets didn't adjust. And if you wanted to stop the Buffalo Bills, you had to stop the quarterback, and you had to stop Sammy Watkins. And I just said, why aren't they double-teaming Sammy Watkins? Put Darrell Revis underneath, put a safety over the top, go man-to-man on Watkins, and then put a spy on Taylor and, and let it go. And what they were doing, they kept playing this soft zone. And I, I was really frustrated watching this because it made Revis look like he wasn't doing a good job. He was doing fine. He was just playing the defense that was called. Overall, I think he did pretty good. Um, would I say he's number one in the league? Yeah, maybe not. Probably, probably Josh Gordon had a better year. Patrick Peterson had a better year. Is he still top five in my mind? Yeah, he's still top five. I kind of wonder if he's a little hurt last year. He kind of looked at times he looked he looked like he something was bothering him. I don't know. I, I when I watched him, it just I got a sense that something was ailing him. Maybe it was a hamstring or maybe it was a knee or something that he just didn't quite look like what he was. And yet, you know, he's still in my mind's top five. So, is he worth the money that they're paying him? He is. You know, I still think he is. Will he be in the next couple of years? Well, that remains to be seen. Yeah, no, it's funny you, you mentioned the injury. We had Marcus Coleman on like two weeks ago. He said the same thing, like watching tape and everything he watched. It was like he saw Revis there, but he, was like, he, he had a feeling that he was fighting through an injury, and he didn't want to talk about it. He didn't make any excuses, but he kind of had the faint, same feeling about Revis as well. Well, that's interesting. I, 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 I love Marcus Coleman. He was probably one of the first, uh, one of the first tall corners that we had. He he was like 6'2", he was lanky, he was uh, great. I love Cole. I haven't talked to him in a long time. I'm going to have to reach out and say hi to him. Yeah, definitely do. He gave us a good, like, 35 minutes. He taught legit football, X's and O's, and he gave us all kinds of great insights. So. But, you know, speak, speaking of the corners, you know, the Jets released Antonio Camardi, who, which also didn't surprise anybody. What would be your take on Marcus Williams taking his spot as a starting corner? Yeah, I, I, look, I think that Marcus is a good, solid starting cornerback in this league. Uh, if they don't go out and get someone else, would he be a capable starter? Yeah, I do think so. You know, with him and screen, uh, and then you've got, look, hey, Milner's got to step up, as does McDougal. Look, you can't be these high picks and, and come onto the team and not get on the field. You know, one of these guys has got to come out. And so, you know, getting rid of Camardi, I think, was necessary. He He showed me last year that, Either he was hurt or his skills have diminished to a point where he's just no longer effective as a starter. Um, and, and, he, and he was getting caught a lot, and I think, I think people saw that. And I, I think it doesn't take a, a rocket scientist to figure that out. So they, that was the right move for them. Um, it's going to have to be a competition. Will they go out and get some more corners? Sure, they'll bring in some people. Will they spend a ton of money for it? Probably not what you saw like you did last year. Uh, Chad, this linebacking core really needs some speed. Some high line to sideline guys that can get around. They struggled in coverage. 
What could you see the Jets do to address this need? Well, they've got to go. They got to go. I think they're going to have to go out and get somebody in free agency. Whether it's a, you know, whether it's a Bruce Irvin over at Seattle, or you know, it's a, you know. Laurinaitis over at the Rams, or even like a, you know, like a Danny um, Trayvon at, at Denver. They, they've got to bring someone in. I like Aaron Henderson. I think he's, I think he's functional. I think he's good. Um, look, Trevor Riley's good. Uh, Lattimore's good. You know, Davis, I think, was exposed last year. I mean, he's a good tackler, but on coverage, he's, he's hot garbage. He's just, uh, he was terrible. Uh, and, and Lorenzo, <laughs> sorry, it was just, yeah, I, I was yelling at the television every time he was getting burned for something. Um, you know, Malden's got to, he's got to have a strong camp. But in the meantime, I, I think they got to go out and get someone. And I don't know who that is. Is Calvin Pace coming back next year? Don't know. Don't know. Is he going to redo his contract? Would you have him back for less money? I would have him back. I still think he's an effective Sam linebacker, but depending on the type of front they're going to run, you need some speed on the outside guys, and I don't know. They just doesn't, it just doesn't feel like this linebacking core has that speed that you want to see sideline to sideline and, and the type of linebackers that Bowles wants to have on the type of defense he runs. Yeah, and, and I totally agree with you there. And one thing you mentioned was free agency, going out and getting a guy that was already here. Could you see them draft a guy like maybe Jalen Smith in the first round or Reggie Ragland, a guy yeah. like that? Bring that one? Yeah. Look, I think I think one of the I think the two positions they really need to look at is linebacker and offensive line. Whether it be guard or tackle, not sure. I'd like to see them draft a kid somewhere in the top one or two in the draft who's kind of a guard slash center uh, because they've got to start addressing Mangold. You know, if he goes down, they've got to have somebody. Um, and then, and to be perfectly honest, I think the offense last year was missing one thing, and I said it all the time. I said, where is the blessed tight end in this offense? Because the tight end changes everything. It gets the linebackers off of the running backs in the running game, and it opens up the field for the wide receivers, and they just have nobody. When, they, when Amara went down, Cumberland can't do it. They, they, you know, they really tried different you know, the, uh, the formations. Uh, they, you know, they, they tried Kellen Davis. You know, they were using a Nunwa. It, it, nothing worked. they got to go get somebody. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if they go into free agency and they pull – you know, one of the two guys from Indianapolis, you know, whether it's, you know, Fleener or, you know, Dwayne Allen or something like that, they got to get in a full skill set tight end, both blocking and pass catching. And that will open up the offense for the Jets. You know, if you're thinking Fitzpatrick is coming back, he is effective when he's got a running game. And if you don't have an offensive line that's blocking for you or you don't have a tight end that's helping you with those linebackers on play-action pass, then you're solely depending upon his arm to win games. And as we all know, consistently over the season to rely on Fitzpatrick's arm is probably not a good idea. You know, so I think you need to address offensive line. I think you need to go get yourself pass-rushing linebackers. And then you got to get yourself some tight ends, dude. Uh, the tight end situation last year just – flabbergast me. Yeah, no doubt. And another position, Chad, is running back. I mean, right now, Zach Stacy is the only guy under contract, you know, a couple <laughs> other guys. like. But so what do you do at running back? Do you try to bring back Ivory? Do you bring back Lau Powell? How do you handle that? 
Yeah, I, I can see them bringing back Ivory. Um, Blau, I'm not sure. Not to say I wouldn't love him. I'd like to have both of them back. But I, I think that offense goes the way Ivory goes. And as you saw, especially in that last game when he surprisingly wasn't the starter and it was, uh, it was Ridley, uh, you saw that they weren't as effective without him. And then when he got in the game, he ran for, you know, 50-some yards, and then he went out of the game again. And it's like, wow, what, what's going on with him? I think he was hurt. But with him in the game, that is a different running offense. And the offensive linemen block for him better, and he creates holes for himself better. So I, I wouldn't mind seeing him back on a two-, maybe three-year deal uh, you know, with some incentives. Is there going to be a market out there for him? Sure. Uh, is it going to be what he can get at the Jets? It might be. It might be. Um, it remains to be seen. Of course, the running back, the running back market, it's tough. You know, but look, they got a Matt Forte out there who kicked butt at Chicago. I mean, he really did well there. But you know what? He's thirty. He's got eight years on him. It's a lot of mileage. Uh, do you want to bring a guy in like that? Not sure. Uh, so I'd like to see one of those two guys, uh, one of those two guys back, whether it's Blau or whether it's Ivory. But I, I, if I have my preference, I'd like to see Ivory. Yeah. Chad, what are your thoughts about possibly the Jets going after Lamar Miller? There's a lot of fans out there that would like to see that happen. You know, I wish I had more info on Lamar. I mean, obviously I've seen him when he was playing, but. You know, I don't know about his running style as much as I do about Ivory, so I'm biased to Ivory because I like watching him just plow guys over. And, you know, to give a guy like that, you know, 300 carries a season is probably a little too much. So my guess would be I, I like the combination of Bilal and Ivory last year. I would like to see them try to recreate that this year, whether it's Ivory and somebody else or it's Blau. And I don't know. I'm not sure if you can replace Ivory, and that's that's why I pick Ivory. Okay. I, I can definitely see your point there. Now, going to another positional group that was really bad for special teams, goodness. <laughs> oh. I mean, how could you see the Jets addressing the need for guys at that special teams department? Yeah. Well, your special teams comes from your depth. And clearly the Jets did not have enough horses or enough depth on the team to give the special teams units a chance. Two, it's coaching and it's scheme, and I thought the coaching and the schemes were sometimes a little lackadaisical. And that is why you saw the special teams coach lose his job. So they got this guy, Brant Boyer, coming in. I played in the league with Brant. Uh, he, he was he's a very good special teams player when I played against him, and he's going to be a really good coach. And he's going to get these guys to play a little more fierce and a little more tougher than I think what they did last year. Uh, but your linebackers, your safeties, your corners, those are your that's your core of your special teams. And if you don't have that core, then what do you build around? And it's that sixth wide receiver, it's that third running back, you know, it's that backup guard, backup tackle, um, it's that, you know, second, maybe third tight end. These are your special teams, guys. And the Jets need to go out there and they need to get more team speed and they got to get better athletes that can play multiple positions on special teams. And they didn't have that last year, and it was clear. It was clear to me. Yeah, no doubt. And no the punter, you know, <laughs> look, they bring in a they bring in a, a guy every year to to uh, go against Quigley. Uh, you know, I'm not so sure that it's time to see another punter because, you know, in my mind, I watch Quigley through the season, and at best, he was inconsistent. At best, uh, and at worst, he was shanking balls. And so, is he a terrible punter? No. 
I just think that it's time to bring in some real competition and, and push that 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 situation. Nick Folk, I think, is a very nice kicker. Uh, very consistent. Uh, unfortunately, got hurt last year. Um, and actually, the the replacement I thought, guy, I both, I think he did a pretty decent job. Uh, so I don't mind kicker, uh, but the punter I think needs to have some competition, and I think the Jets' depth at certain positions will help special teams. So Chad, the question I have is: Have you ever? Do you sit next to Westhoff at all this year when you're watching these special teams play? I'm sure he has to be breaking chairs and throwing things watching like this the Jets' special teams. He's not quite that animated, breaking chairs and throwing things like that. Might be Ray Lucas, but that's not quite Coach Westhoff. <laughs> but when we see something on the on the TV, we we do kind of both we we both kind of look at him to see what his reaction is, and it's typically not very good. Um, it, it's quite comical to watch uh, special teams with Coach there, and you know he's a very very as you can see on the show, very detailed, very prepared. And when you listen to him, boy, he's got some really interesting insights onto what the Jets should be doing, what they shouldn't be running, what they should be running, what they should be looking for, what the, where they should be kicking the ball. You know, when they, I think they kicked to um, uh, Sproles this year against Philly, and I literally he jumped out of his chair. He's like, "What are you doing? You do not kick to Devin Hester, and you do not kick to Darren Sproles." I don't care if you kick it out of bounds at 30 yards down the field. You don't do it. And sure enough, they got burnt and, and Sproles scored a touchdown. So, you know, things like that. So it's pretty comical. But, you know, Coach is a great, great guy. He's fun to be around. He's, he's got a really dry sense of humor. and uh, it, But he's really super prepared and, and it's just a pleasure to be around. Yeah, no doubt. It's always great watching you guys because, like, you guys give, like, insight but you also add some humor to it but you also get the passion to where you can see like you're very animated about it. and that's what we all appreciate and the most important thing is you guys pull no punches which is even better so as fans we just love watching that um chad before we let you go my question for you is this is you know as you look at this team heading into 2016 do you consider this a win now team or is this still a team that's maybe a year away has still have some rebuilding to do you know, I'm, I can't say that in my mind I look at this team and say that's definitely a Super Bowl-capable team right now. I, I don't think it is yet. Um, I do think they took a very, very positive step forward last year, and I think that that will be their goal. I don't think when they put together a business plan for this team that they thought, okay, year two we should be in the Super Bowl. I just don't think so. Is that the goal? Yes. But is that the system that they want to build? No. And I don't think the system can give you a Super Bowl team in two years. It can give you a very competitive team, and you can start building depth, and, and you can start drafting these young guys so that in year three, four, Five, you can start to really honestly compete for a championship. Because as you know, and you see the teams that are competing for the championship, the quarterback is... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's always someone who's very, very good, very dynamic. Uh... You know, the defense tends to be ex- extremely stifling and extremely, uh, you know, punishing. And so do the Jets currently have that? They've got a really good defense. Do they have a, a dynamic offense? Yes. Um, is, it, is, is the quarterback going to be as, uh, an issue? It might be. You know, can you win a Super Bowl with Fitzpatrick? It's possible. You know, but things have got to line up, and every, everything's got to line up perfectly. So, is this a win now? I don't think that they think like that. They certainly want to win every game, but are they going to rip the team apart and start over in two years? I don't think so. I think they're in this for the long haul. And I think McCagden has is, is sort of laid the foundation for this is how we're going to build the Jets, and, and hopefully within three to five years you can honestly compete against you know, the Seattles, the New Englands, the – you know the Denver Broncos, the you know the the, the Pittsburgh Steelers, who I think is a very still a very good team. You know that you can honestly can compete year in and year out, and you're and you've got a really deep deep bench, and you've got really good young talent because that's how you really win in this league. You have to have that depth and that talent. And I don't think last year the Jets had much, which is why he had to go out and get a bunch of it. But he doesn't have that luxury this year, guys. He's got he's got tighter purse strings, so he's going to have to get creative. Yeah, I have to get very creative. Chad, thank you very much for your time tonight. We always appreciate it. We appreciate everything you do on SNY. You guys do a phenomenal job. What is the best way for our listeners to follow you as you carry out through the off season? Hey, I'm trying to do my best to get tech savvy. All these things that I do thus far is I'm on Twitter. My handle is at Chad Cascadden. I, as far as I know, my research has indicated I believe I am the only Chad Cascadden in the entire world, so it won't be too hard to find me. Uh, I'm trying to get better at Instagram and Snapchat and all this stuff. I, I'm, I'm, I'm still kind of an old dinosaur when it comes to that. I don't know. I'm still trying to figure it out. But my kids are teaching me along the way, so I'm getting better at it, guys. So, yeah, just go try <laughs> to find me on Twitter. It won't be too hard to find. Chad, thank you very much for time tonight. We appreciate it. Guys, I, I love coming on. Uh, I look forward to speaking to you sometime in the near future. Awesome. Have a great night. Thanks a bunch. See you. All right, Joe, that was Chad Cascadden, who dropped a crazy amount of Jets knowledge on us. And the one thing I like about him is he pulls no punches. He calls it like he sees it, which you see on TV, and he's honest, man. I mean, it's, it's the Jets have some issues, but broke them all down for us. Yeah, I mean, he came on and dropped knowledge. He absolutely, like you said, he pulls no punches. Guy was very straightforward, especially when he spoke about Ryan Fitzpatrick, you know, and us needing to get him back under contract and get him signed. Um, oh, my God. Uh, exactly. Uh, yeah, like I said, he pulls no punches, and he's straight to the point, man. He's always got a lot of knowledge when he comes on here. I love speaking to him. Yeah, no doubt. So please be sure to give Chad, you know, a follow. There's some things you know, he mentioned he liked to keep ivory, which I know we both disagree with, or at least I disagree with. Um, so there's different things he took that which we will discuss 
throughout the night. And I'll start with this one, and I'll come right at my guns blazing. The New York Jets do not need to take two first-round picks to get Mo Wilkerson traded. There's this notion that unless a team offers us two first-round picks, he's not going anywhere. I have a newsflash for you, Joe. If we get a low first-round pick, the Jets, it's negotiation. It's about, you know, there's no rule saying, hey, if we offer you a second and fourth, we can't take it. The New York Jets get offered a low first-round pick. They can take that deal, Joe. There's no rules here. This is a negotiation. We have a commodity. If you want it, what are you giving us for him? So, I mean, that, that's the first thing. So, for me, like we said to Chad, this franchise tag screws the New York Jets. It screws us. And we have Mike McCat. We have John Isaac to thank for it. Kind of not to thank for it. Because Mo should have been signed two years ago. He should have been signed last year. We can, we can even blame McCagney if we wanted to. Probably not getting the deal done last year. Well, we had the cap space. But now here we are. We only have $23 million of cap space, Joe, and $15 million right off the bat. Almost 16 goes right to Mo. Boom. Take that off the, take that off the paper. So now you've got, what, $8 million, and you've got Fitzpatrick to sign, Damon Harrison. We have no running backs. We have no linebackers. We have no tight end. We have no punter. We have no special teams, and we have no returners. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I don't, I don't feel good about that at all. I mean, it really does screw us over. I mean, that 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 is a it's a huge cap hit. And again, like you said, you're still looking to get the get the quarterback resigned. You're working with less cap. You got to work something out. Now, I, I will agree with Chad that a second, a low second, or something like that, that's not enough for Muhammad. But if we're talking about a first round pick, we don't need two first round picks to get rid of them. Okay, if 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 somebody offers a solid, you know, first round pick you know, mid to low, I'd take it and I'd move forward. Unless this guy's going to sign a deal that's going to allow us to address other needs on this team, we'd have to let him go. We have to. Because if you you continue this way, we're done. We're not going to be competing for anything because we're not going to have the guys available and good enough to beat, to beat these really good teams that we need to beat. No, and ideally, ideally what you want to do is you want to get a deal done with Mo that's cap-friendly to keep yep. him here long term. The problem is he's not doing that deal. He wants mega money, $45 million guaranteed. He wants $14, $15 million a year. He wants all these things, and the Jets obviously don't want to give it to him. So now what? So now we get – and, like, our Twitter account, at Talk Jets Radio, is getting lit up on fire for the last three days about this. And, and the stance is this. Listen, we all love Mo. We know he brings to the table. But we also have other players. This, this franchise tag has kicked Damon Harrison right out the goddamn door. David Harrison's gone. Mm-hmm. We cannot afford him now. He's gone. So now, okay, so now your defensive line is taking a blow. Now he's out of here. Now Moe's going to be sitting here. He's going to – and, Joe, let's be honest. He's going to hold out. He's not going to ta- sign his tag. He's not going to sign the paperwork until probably, what, August, September. He's going to hold out all the off-season activities. He's not going to go to training camp. So is he going to be in shape? We have no idea. Could he get hurt, which usually happens when you hold out for a long period of time? Ask Revis about that. It's a nightmare. So if you can get a low first-round pick and say a third, fourth, something, you take those yeah. two players, plus, plus more importantly, you take that $16 million in cap space and you give it back yeah. to the team. That $16 million in cap space, Joe, could be two starters, could be three starters. It could be the depth that we just talked about that we needed. It's money we need. Don't you think? I mean, this is the big picture is that $16 million we need. We almost need it more than we need Mo Wilkerson. Exactly. Um, like like I just said, you know, if if he were to walk, you get a, a first and a third, something kind of like around the Revis deal, 
where we got a first and another pick, and, and you just move forward, and you take that money and you address other needs, like our linebacking core. <laughs> that is That would be number one there. You know, outside of getting Ryan Fitzpatrick to sign, you go there and you get find some guys with speed. You, you bring Eric Henderson back. You might take a whiff, you know, at, at Danny Trevathan, see if you can bring him in. You go and get other guys at other positions to fill up your roster. Because if we don't and we just keep it the way it is, we are done. We're not going to be able to compete at all. It's, it's, and then as you – and this pretty much lets Harrison just walk right out the door. He's pretty much gone already. And that's what really is going to hurt the team as well. You can end up losing two guys and you're just there with Sheldon and Leonard, Leonard and that's it. It's just – this is going to be this – is, this is a bad trip right here. Yeah, it is. And listen, I give our producer Kevin credit because he brought up a lot of these things. And he said, you know, there's a chance both could be gone. And I'm like, no. And I'm like, now we already know Harris is gone. I mean, I'd be shocked. Yeah. I don't know where the cap space is coming from. And the thing is, and the funny thing is, we get tweets all day long. We'll just cut this guy and cut that guy and restructure this guy. Listen, every guy you cut has to be replaced. Okay, yeah. now, now, it's, now it's you offer to Brickishaw, you know, only $5 million a year or he's out of here. Okay, now where's your left tackle at? They don't grow on trees. <laughs> You just just cut Freno. That sounds great. Well, what's it? We'll cut Freno. Who's replacing him? You know, everybody exactly. wants to cut somebody. You can cut. You can cut seventeen guys. That's awesome. You got. You need those seventeen roster spots, and they're not currently on our roster, right? I mean, this, yeah, but, there's no easy solution yeah, but, here, Joe. Yeah, the only guy that I can see being cut and being gone, and, and it will help us out, is, is Jeff Campbell. You could easily replace him. But like you said, if you're cutting Freno, you got to get better at a position. If you get rid of a guy, you got to at least. Get another guy in that's cheaper that can give you, you know, either the same production or better production than than the guy you just got rid of, or you're you're taking a loss here. You know, I don't, the Brickenshaw Ferguson, I highly doubt is going to take such a pay cut where you're paying him five million dollars a year. And if you're talking about cutting your le- your starting left tackle, as you said, and I've said as well on past shows, left tackles don't grow on trees. You know, you're going to have to find a way to get a deal done that benefits this team. And and there's in my mind, and I love Mo, but there's just – I can't see a way unless he signs a decent deal that allows money, you know, to be kind of put into the back end of it where he'll get paid a little bit later that kind of frees up some cap now. I just don't see a way that he doesn't get traded this year. I just – I don't see it. No, and here, here's, here's my question for you. Now, we have, we have Mo Wilkerson. We re-sign him. We completely limit our cap space. Damon Harrison leaves. We're not going to have money to, you know, address these things. Say we, we keep Ryan Fitzpatrick. Is this team going oh. to be better than last? Is this team better than last year's team? You're keeping Mo, but at giving, getting rid of Damon Harrison, which means, okay, Leonard Williams will see more snaps. Sheldon Richardson is going to play more. But now you've lost Damon Harrison to keep Mo. Is this team going to potentially be better? Because now you're relying on your draft because no. free agency, you're, you're not going to get that much. No, you're not going to be better the next year because your linebacking core is still going to look pretty bad. And your offensive line is going to be food during the season. You're, you're going to have teams absolutely just loading up on that right side and having days. No, this team is not going to be better. That's, and, and that's another factor that goes into why I think that he's going, to, he's going to end up getting traded unless he signs a deal that frees up money this year because there's just no way you can go into the season like this. So uh, yeah, it, it, I agree. it's, it's and a tough call. And the thing is, too, is listen, listen. The next time, the next topic will be Ryan Fitzpatrick, and it will go to all our callers. I promise to get everybody on, but I just want to touch this with Joe first. Is the Philadelphia Eagles, the clueless clowns that they are, decided to give 
Sam Bradford, two years, $36 million, which I think like $26 million guaranteed, which the minute it came out, I'm like somewhere Ryan Fitzpatrick's agent just fell off his chair, opened up some more champagne because he just got like 2 or $3 million added to his contract. Now, Joe, we've talked over the last month about Ryan Fitzpatrick's value, which is complicated, no doubt, because of his history and his good play this year and going forward next year and all this other nonsense. To me, you have to pay Ryan Fitzpatrick now over $10 million a year. Your thoughts? That is that's the dumbest thing I think I've heard you say in quite some time. <laughs> You say a lot of dumb things, and let me tell you, that 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 is stupid. There's no way you can equate Ryan and Sam. Listen, here we go. Money talk. Here comes the money. This is all Kevin's fault. All of this is Kevin's fault. Listen, if if we're sitting here trying to equate these two quarterbacks, you can't. Okay, Ryan had a great year, great year, but. He also has, in the past, done the same thing, had a really solid year, and then the next year fell off. He's not a guy that you're looking to be the, the, the future or anything like that. He's the older quarterback later in his career at Tech, as Karen said, later in his career, a guy that, you know, he's going to get paid. But if you're talking about paying him that 13 to $14 million just to the same that He is not going to get that, Tyson, because he's not as physically gifted as Sam Bradford. He's not. His arm isn't as big. That that's just not him. So no, you, there's no way that his you know Fitz's agent is licking his chops on. Yeah, we just got that. No, we didn't. Your range is still the same, buddy. It's still at eight point five to ten million, and ten million is on the high side for for so now, you, we, you're, that's what in I your opinion. Believe. So now your opinion, your your valued opinion, which you have a huge fan base, probably bigger than me and Kevin combined. That oh. you're Brian Fitzpatrick is such a nice guy. He's such mm-hmm. a swell guy that he's going to give the Jets a hometown discount and get paid less than starter money. That's not a hometown discount at all. That's eight million dollars a year for a starting quarterback I in the NFL. Eight, eight, eight million dollars a year. Eight point eight point five to ten million. I honestly believe he'll land somewhere in that nine to nine point five million dollar range. That's where I think he gets. But that's not a hometown discount. Don't get it wrong. Ryan Fitzpatrick is our starter, but let's not act like he can go everywhere else and be a starter. That that's not factual here. He's not as physically gifted. He's an older quarterback that has limited range, especially as far as his throwing goes. So let's not say that he's some top high tier talented quarterback. He's a guy that came in with Brandon Marshall, Eric Decker. You have this offense out there. There's a lot of guys that we can plug in here that can do some of the same things that he did, okay? Let's not, let's not, let's not be crazy here. There's guys that we can put in place. So I don't think he's going to look at that situation and go, well, now it's time to get paid. No, he's going to get paid well, but he's not going to go high top dollar, $14, $13, 14000000 million a year. That's not going to happen. It's just not happening. Okay. Well, with that being said, we're going we're gonna to bring this topic to our great callers because there's a ton of them online and, I'm pretty sure that this is going to get heated, man, because thank you to the Philadelphia Eagles. Things have gotten a little hectic. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Here and now, the tagging of Mo Wilkerson, and you could just see where this is going to go in terms of free agency. So our first call of the night is going to be Kyle, and we have a special song for him that I've already used once, but you know, that happens because I just, you know, Joe, I got to give Kevin credit, man. He gave me so much thing to work with that Here I guess. Here we go. <laughs> money talk. Kyle, what's up, man? How you doing? Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. Hey, no, no problem, dude. Now, you can hear our first. Our topics are going to be fast and furious for you, but the first one is going to be Ryan Fitzpatrick. Do you think that Sam Bradford's contract is going to have any impact on negotiations with Fitzpatrick? Well, of course. Uh, I think whenever a quarterback in the same level of play and statistics based on last year, which they basically were the same, it's going to increase or decrease somebody's payday. And in this case, it probably will increase Ryan Fitzpatrick's payday. But before we get off the topic, I just want to say that the Eagles believe that Sam Bradford deserves $18 million, while Tom Brady, probably the greatest quarterback of all time, gets $15 million. Just going to put that out there. <laughs> now, what's, but what's your, what's your desired contract for Fitzpatrick? Joe's saying between 8 and 10. I'm thinking now you're going to have to go between 10 and 12. What is your, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I'm sticking strong between 8 and 10 with Joe. I think that's what he deserves. Wow. And so now do you, if he demands, if he really requests or demands 11 or 12 million, do you let him walk? I'm not going to let him walk. I'm going to try and work out a deal to where we pay him more throughout a certain time, possibly mm-hmm. save a little this year, maybe some incentives along the way where he can gain more money for producing more. I'm not just going to let him pop, uh, walk because, really, he is our only option at this point. I'm not comfortable with Geno or Bryce, and I'm not comfortable to trade up for Jared Goff or Carson Wentz or even Paxton Lynch. Yeah, Kyle, it's going to be tough. I, I I honestly believe that 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 nine point five or that nine to nine point five million is where he'll end up. I, I just have a hard time thinking that he could possibly even ask for or get thirteen to fourteen million dollars like Sam Bradford. That's just tough. But I really want to talk to you about this Muhammad Wilkerson franchise tag. What are your thoughts on this? And, how do you think it truly affects the cap year? Um, it, it really puts us into a place that's not good. I mean, this probably is Damon Harrison waving goodbye, packing his yeah. stuff, 
looking at the housing market in certain areas. I mean, it's not good. <laughs> Muhammad Wilkerson, probably gone too. He's probably going to get yep. traded for something. I mean, yep. we're going to lose probably the two best uh, guys at their respected positions uh, saying that Muhammad Wilkerson and his scheme, not compared to J.J. Watt because he's great. And Damon Harrison, the best defensive tackle in football by far. We're losing the two best guys by far in the NFL at their respective positions. And we're expected for Sheldon Richardson, who's probably suspended for four games, to come in of great production, which we don't even know, and Leonard Williams to have great production in the second year. This is not looking good for the Jets. Exactly, Kyle. And that's something I brought up earlier. The, the the possibility of, you know, the fact that we're going into this, you know, this franchise packing with more our cap is really hurting right now. We're possibly going to end up trading him. you got Damian Harrison walking, you know, because he can go to talk to other teams now because we can't, you know, attack him and get him signed. As you said, we could possibly lose two guys here, and it's going to be tough. But I want to go back to Mo. What is the compensation that you will take to Mo? Is, does, is it going to take two first-rounders for you to trade him? Or where are you falling in, in with that? Well, uh, if somebody offers me two first-round picks from Muhammad Wilkerson, uh, you know, I'd like to thank him for his service and push him out the door. I would take that in a heartbeat, honestly, because I don't know how he's going to play after that broken leg, and I don't know how much money he's going to command after the franchise tag is over. But honestly, I think he's worth maybe a late first-round pick and an early second I, I would be very intrigued if the Tennessee Titans would give us their uh, second-round pick, which I believe is the 33rd overall, and maybe their fourth-round pick, something around there, and possibly another player. Yeah, no, it, it gets really interesting, man, because now it's like you have limited cap space, and it's like you're, you're kind of stuck now. There's no, there's no wiggle room. And if you keep cutting guys, you've got to replace them. It's just, it just gets, it gets really ugly. Kyle, before I let you go, man, do you, have, do you have any hot takes for us, like a blistering take that we can discuss later on? Uh, well, I do have an idea for how we can work out this cap issue, but, you know, the way I have it, this, these, some of these guys are not going to be easy to replace. I would rely on the draft. Would you be willing to listen? Sure, let's go. All right, so I think we should definitely cut Jeff Cumberland. Uh yeah. Jeremy Curley, he just doesn't seem to fit into the system in any way. And Brino Giacomini, who performed terribly last year, I think there's much better talent and cheaper talent in this draft. I think mm. we should, uh, well, if we were to cut all three of them, we would save $9.4 million off the cap this year. Uh, also restructured the Brickenshaw Ferguson down to $5 million. I think that's a fair price for him. He's currently at eight point. <laughs> yeah, something around there, maybe six. I mean, it depends on how much he's willing to do. I think he knows that he's a longtime great Jet. He's one of the main leaders in the locker room, but he really hasn't played that great. So I think he needs to take a little bit of a pay cut for the better of the team if he wants to really be one of those great Jets. If we did that, I think that would save us about $3.5 million. So with three of those cuts and the restructure, that would be about – 12 million plus the, I want to say, 7 million we have right now. That would be about 19 million in our favor. Now, of course, we do have to replace all the guys we cut. That's not going to be easy. But, you know, we could go out, possibly get Travis Benjamin. He could play at the kick returner, punt returner, 
and the third wide receiver fit in well. A um, guy like Jack Conklin could replace Brito in the starting lineup, and Cumberland I'm not worried about replacing because with his produ- production, it was basically none. Well, I mean, Kyle, I, you're, these are kind of, I'm not going to say they're cold takes, but these are kind of moves we all kind of expected. So this isn't nothing new on our part. So we're going we're gonna to let you slide with this one. But the problem, too, is if we have $20 million in cap space, we got to pay Fitzpatrick. we got to pay Aaron Henderson. we got to pay for our draft class, which is, what, $5, 6000000 million. We still yeah. need a ton more cap room, man. So, But we do. we got a ton of people on hold, so. We appreciate you calling in. And get out your Twitter handle, man, so you can get some followers to harass you like you harass us. <laughs> uh, my Twitter is at NYJ2Day. It's, you know, NYJ, obviously, the best three letters in the world put together in <laughs> the word today. Awesome, man. Thanks for your time tonight. We appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Man, the, the brick is saw $5 million. That's not happening. He's already guaranteed $5 million, I think, or something. I mean, he's, he's like in the 7 or 8 range. But, um, Joe, before before we go on to our, our phone lines, um, I want to give a shout-out. We got a, an email from Jeff Drac- Dracott, I believe his name is. He's out in London, dude. He, he listens to this all the time. So I want to say wow. hi to him and say hi, and say hi to his son, Gabe. Now, Gabe, I know you're going to listen to this. You're a Seahawks fan, and a Seahawks fan is too easy because Seahawks always win. So, Follow your father's roots. Come to the green and white. We're on the verge of big things. Enjoy the ride. I mean, don't you think Joe Gabe needs to change his change his colors to the green and white? Yeah, come on, Gabe. I mean, seriously, man. Come on. I mean, what are you doing over there? All right, come on. Come join the greatest team on earth. All right, be a Jets fan. Come on now. And I want to send a shout out to to his father as well. I, I absolutely love. All of our UK listeners, everyone over on the other side of the pond, man, thank you guys for listening to you. You guys are the greatest. Yeah, no doubt. So we definitely appreciate them emailing us and for the listeners. And like you said, we appreciate everybody overseas. You know, no fly, no fly zone radio. They do a great job. So we definitely appreciate yeah. that. And we'll we'll keep going to our next caller. These guys all have their own songs too, man. But one more thing too, the um, Brandon Marshall and Project Three Seventy Five. They're doing a really cool fundraiser. Um, it's a it's a paddle, a ping pong like kind of competition. There's all kinds of cool details. And Joe, the website nyjetsfans.com is raising money to help Brandon Marshall and his organization. So please check out at Jets Fan Media and check out Project 375 as well because they're doing some really cool things for mental disorders and mental, people that deal with mental challenges and things like that. So check out that paddle battle and things like that and, you know, please contribute and donate if you can. $1, $5, $10. It doesn't matter just as long as you, you can give something to them. It'd be cool. But Joe, our next caller is a legend, and last week he, he brought some heat, but I think he's going to bring some fire this week because we, we lit him up pretty good. So. Mr. Ben, what's up, man? <laughs> How's it going, Tyson and Joe? I'm I'm ready to bring the heat today. I'm I'm ready. I'm ready. My rival went before me, so I got to hear his takes, his cold takes. And uh, you know, yeah. I, we never got to do that trivia battle, but I'm still I'm still saying I think I think I'm beating my rival right now, Kyle, with my my hot takes. I, I'm seeing some of the stuff, you know, uh, not just him, but other Jets fans that are posting on Twitter, and it's making me scratch my head. I mean, you mentioned some of the stuff earlier when they're just, you know, oh, let's cut Breno Giacomini, but. 
who's going to be a right tackle? And then I understand the draft, and so so I, I get that one. But but there's been some cold takes, you know, just let Fitzpatrick walk. I mean, you have to – the Sam Bradford contract alone, even if that didn't happen, $8 million isn't really in his range. I mean, if you can get him for $12 million or $13 million, if if – if he can settle, say, hey, I want to help the Jets out, and you get for $12 million, then then you have to keep him. Because the other thing that we're not talking about is, let's say he does you know, demand $18 million, which I, you know, I wouldn't give him, but let's say he does demand $18 million, and we're like, okay, Fitzpatrick, you can walk. And you know, besides the fact that who are we going to replace him with, but that chemistry that we had on the team and in the locker room with Brandon Marshall and Eric Decker, and not just them, but the overall team, that's just destroyed right there. You take away their leader – you know, you just can't do that. I think the only way you can really let Fitzpatrick walk or, or get rid of Fitzpatrick is, is probably next year if you have a, you know, a younger prospect like a Bryce Petty. I think that's the only way you're not going to destroy the team chemistry. You can't just, you know, not pay your starting quarterback. So I, I think that there's a lot of interesting takes on, on Jets' Twitter today, you know, a wide range of topics. You know, I miss this. I miss the off season. you know, because that's the time where I get to be optimistic instead of where, you know, in October, we're losing four out of five games. You know, I'm having a lot of fun. I think this offseason is going to be pretty fun. Uh, and I'm excited to keep calling in. See, Ben, you know, see, this is why me and you are good friends. This is why oh, me and you One, one of you guys always that, always brings up how our friendship. One of you guys always brings up the friendship. And this today is why, because you, you, you went right into the right ballpark where Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to get paid. See, Long Beach Joe, he's a cool guy. He talks a good talk. Then he pulls back his pocket and doesn't want to hand up. Doesn't want to hand up money out to the players. Ryan Fitzpatrick has to be play, he has to be paid like a starter. He's got to be paid starting quarterback money. Eight point five million dollars is Mark Sanchez money. That's what that is. We need to pay him the ten twelve million dollars like a starting quarterback. So Ben, I want to thank you for bringing some insight to Long Beach Joe. Uh, well, it means a lot. It, it means a lot uh, that that me and Tyson finally get to be friends again because normally. It's Joe and, you know, Joe, you're my best friend on this show, but I guess yeah. today it's going to be different. I guess today Tyson's going to be my best friend. I guess, I guess today it is because you guys are crazy. If you think for one second that Ryan Fitzpatrick deserves $13 million or any, any anything in that range, that is ridiculous. If you're, How can you compare Ryan Fitzpatrick to Sam Bradford? This, Sam Bradford has a better set of tools. I'll take, I'll take that, Ryan Fitzpatrick not- over Sam Bradford any day. You give me the choice. I'll, I'll take Ryan Fitzpatrick. Are we talking about physical attributes? Are you trying to say that Ryan Fitzpatrick has a better arm than Sam Bradford? Is that what you're saying here I'm, on the show? I'm not right saying now, he man? has a better arm. I'm saying Ryan Fitzpatrick's the better player. You put Sam Bradford on this team last year, and I don't think we do as well. So you tell me if you if you think you give Sam Bradford this offense with Brandon Marshall, Eric Decker, and the numbers that they they you know have the potential to put up this solid running game that we have that Sam wouldn't be able to do some of the same things that Ryan did here? Um, I think he would be able set? to do some similar stuff. I think he's probably, he'd probably be better than Geno Smith would be. But honestly, no, I think, I think Ryan Fitzpatrick formed a true bond on this team, and I think he did uh, some stuff better than Sam Bradford. You know, go look at Eagles last offseason. Uh, you know, all their fans were talking about, oh, we got DeMarco Murray, we got all these receivers. We got, you know, the, I'm just saying Sam Bradford was in a fine situation in Philadelphia. I know it wasn't the best scheme under no, Kelly, but I'm just saying. Exactly. I'm just saying that, I, honestly, Sam Bradford with the injury issues and I just 
you know what? I don't care who has a stronger arm. I care who wins. And Ryan Fitzpatrick's the winner. Well, <laughs> in 2015 he was, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but Ryan Fitzpatrick also and – this, and, this, and, you know, I love this. I'm the fifth guy here. I've been supporting him since the very beginning. You know, Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Way before, you know, Tyson tried to hop on that bandwagon. <laughs> try to make himself seem like he just loved Fitz from the start, and he didn't. He didn't have the magic in his heart, but I did. But I'm just saying, thank you, finally. Oh, third time. It's magic. Third time this show. Kevin, let's go for the record. Joe, you should, you so you should become a singer, a professional singer, because you were really hitting those notes right there. I'm telling. Can you tell? I'm I'm here. I'm singing to the people. That it's he's practicing in the, the shower. You know, he was he was ready. He was ready for today's show. <laughs> exactly. But well, my point here is this: is that he's not as physically gifted. If you're telling me that Sam Bradford, if we put Sam Bradford in the same position, I think Sam does some of the same things. I just I can't see paying a guy that has the skill set that Ryan Fitzpatrick has thirteen to fourteen million dollars. I, I just I can't see that, especially when we're talking about other needs that we need to address as well. It's just it's hard but, for me, but here's the ahead. thing. Here's the thing is, is is I don't. You can make the argument Ryan Fitzpatrick doesn't deserve you know thirteen, fourteen, you know, fifteen million dollars, and yeah, that would probably be a fair argument. But you have to look at the quarterback market today. If Sam Bradford's making you know a twenty-five million dollar contract, yeah, Ryan Fitzpatrick should probably make a fifteen million dollar contract. And I, it's not necessarily about well, what does he deserve? It's about what the quarterback market is right now, and. And honestly, what are the Jets' other options? If you're, you know, honestly, it's going to be tough to pay, you know, Muhammad Wilkerson's franchise tag, and I've taken a complete 180 on that subject from last week. I think, I think we should trade yeah. him. But it's going to be tough to pay $16 million to Muhammad Wilkerson and Ryan Fitzpatrick and still put together a competitive team. So honestly, yeah. I think Ryan Fitzpatrick will take less. But $8 million, that, you know, I've seen backup quarterbacks make that money. I'm just saying, I think, I honestly – $8 million is probably what he would deserve from his last season. But looking at the quarterback market around, that's not what you know, the price is right now. The price for an average quarterback is around $15 million, $14 million a year. And I think, I think if the Jets can get him for $12, $13 million, I know, Joe, you won't love it, but I think that's a steal. I think, I think the Jets have to take that deal. Obviously, a my deal? opinions have changed since you know, a month ago, but because of the Sam Bradford deal, because of you know, some of the things that are happening in the draft, and, and, you know, quarterbacks everywhere, I, you know, the market's, you know, swinging up. So the Jets are going to have to pay the price. I'm just, I, you know, <laughs> listen, I, I honestly feel that when you, 
I think the deals are always kind of acclimated towards physical skill sets and talent. Just because a team does a stupid deal with one player at a certain position doesn't always affect other players at that same position. It doesn't. But I think we're going to have to agree to disagree, even though I've seen Ryan Fitzpatrick do this same thing, come in, go with Chan Gailey, they have a big year, and then the next year, you know, they give him a solid deal, and then he tanks off. He's done that in the past, and I just – I don't know about this, man. I don't so, know about so that. So, Joe, we'll, but we'll, Joe, we'll if – if, if let's say Ryan Fitzpatrick to quit, you know, claims he wants seventeen million dollars, and you say no way, who, who are you putting in there? Who, who's going to be the Jets' starting quarterback? Is it Bryce Petty's turn? Like, what yes. other options should the Jets have? I think Gee, no. either. Gee, no. And I can, yeah, <laughs> if he's asking for seventeen million dollars, you're going to have to go with Gino. You're going to have to. I, I, there's just no way I I, I want to pay Ryan Fitzpatrick seventeen million. But I just I can't see that. But what do you I, mean? Yeah, whatever. Whatever. Yeah, what do you mean? What do you mean? If you ask me for seventeen million, you're gone. No, yeah, I think you're a better singer than Justin Bieber. One v one comparison. Yeah, Ben. One last question, really quickly. I really wanted to touch on that Muhammad Wilkerson uh, trade that you were talking about. What do you think is fair compensation for Muhammad Wilkerson? Because you know, two first round picks, you're probably not going to get that. Are would you would you deal him for a mid to low first round pick and maybe a you know a third or a fourth later on? Uh, yeah, I, I would. And you know, obviously, if somebody offered two first round picks, you take it. But if somebody offers one first round pick, you take it. And and you know, you go back to the point: you can't pay sixteen million dollars to Muhammad Wilkerson and fifteen million dollars to Ryan Fitzpatrick and still get better. Last week, I you know I said I would take Muhammad Wilkerson over Damon Harrison. And right now, honestly, I don't know. I think the Jets can be a better team by, you know, saving their $16 million and trading them away and getting a first-round pick, so that's another starter, and saving that $16 million and building depth, like Chad Skadden said, and, you know, getting special teams depth and maybe signing, you know, uh, obviously this wouldn't be enough for Danny Trevathan, but, you know, a speed linebacker. Maybe you're saving that money elsewhere. I, I now am a firm believer, and I've flip-flopped, you know, all off season, but I think this is going to be my final position unless Muhammad Wilkerson decides to, you know, negotiate a long-term deal, is you can't pay $16 million to defensive linemen. And, you know, especially when you have two great defensive ends waiting in the wings and a defensive tackle on free agency. If you, if you can get, if you can trade Muhammad Wilkerson, get a first-round draft pick, and save that $60 million, I think you're getting better. I, I honestly do. And, and a week ago, I didn't think we would, but uh, I, now I do. Uh, so, yeah, I think of probably a first. And if you can get a first and a third from a mid, you know, uh, team that's picking around like 15 to, uh, to 25, I think if you can get something in there, then a first and a third. And I would, you know, say goodbye to Muhammad Wilkerson. And, you know, obviously it might be too late, but uh, it probably would be too late at that time. But, you know, then it's like, well, do we try to sign Damon, Har- Damon Harrison? And, but, uh, it's just the timelines don't work out well since you wouldn't be trading him until around the draft. So, you know, it's disappointing because you're probably going to have to say there, – there, there is a, a realistic chance that you could be saying goodbye to both of them instead of just one. Ben, always good talking to you, man. we got a ton of people on hold, so we, thank you for calling in. But give out your Twitter handle, too, since we're, we're, we're promoting you guys now. We're promoting our valued callers. Well, yeah, so don't give Kyle a follow. Uh, give give me a follow if you want. If you want hot takes, go to me. Well, Kyle Kyle started a war here, so it's, I'm aggressive. I'm Rex Ryan. I'm gonna send everybody in the pump block right here. At Ben Blessington seven B E N B L E S S I N G T O N seven. If you want if you want hot takes, 
Follow me. Now, if you're interested in the bad cold takes, go follow MYJ today. All right? I'm just kidding, Kyle. Kyle's a great guest, man. Thanks for having me. Thanks, man. You know, it's funny. It's funny how this is all transitioned now because, you know, we and we argued with Kevin a while ago about Mo and, and Harrison and all these things. And now it's like when you look at the numbers, and the one thing I want to mention, too, about Ryan Fitzpatrick's contract, just because we're paying him $12 million doesn't mean he's going to be $12 million in cap space. There's creative ways to hand out that, that contract to make it only hit yeah. for 3 or $4 million and signing bonuses and all these great things, which we can go into. But, you know, $12 million yeah. doesn't mean like it's a French. It's not legitimate $12 million in cap space. But right now we don't have a lot. That's just a fact. This, six, this almost $16 million just is an albatross, Joe. It's, but we'll just we'll go to busy phone lines. All you see is mo 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 mo. So that's what we're going to talk about right now, and we're just going to. James, this is Joe and Tyson. Let's talk Jets. How you doing, man? I'm all right. No money, more problems, right? <laughs> that's what it's, that's what it seems like at this point, right? That's what it seems like. How are you guys doing tonight? James is doing great, man. So what's your take on Mo now that he's been tagged? You know what? I think it's a foregone conclusion. He's going to get straight in. I mean, it's just something that makes sense. Um, I think our priority is Damon Harrison. I don't think we're going to let him walk away. I think we're going to sign him up pretty quick. But, you know what? I think he gets traded pretty quick, Muhammad Wilkerson. And I know we're not going to get two first-round picks or – anything like that. We may be lucky and get a first, but, you know, I do think there's some value for him. You know, I know there's been some things out there like, oh, the Jets are going to have a hard time moving him. You don't know, the guy is a valuable asset to a team. He's probably the second best defensive end besides J.J. Watt. I think that's pretty valuable. And there's going to be some teams who want to take the next step, you know, maybe in Oakland. Maybe Oakland says, hey, we want to pair um, that superstar they have with uh, Muhammad Wilkerson. Uh, Khalil Mack, maybe they want to pair him up with Mohamed Wilkerson and say, hey, we could get to the playoffs. There's going to be a lot of teams who, you know, would might want to offer some for Mohamed Wilkerson. Um, but I think, yeah, he's pretty much going to get traded. And then which brought me to my next point, you know, over the years as a Jet fan, we've had situations where we've had players that we loved and lost. Um, who have you been more heartbroken over to lose as a Jet player? Like, for me, I was pretty heartbroken when we traded Jonathan Vilma away. I loved him. I always thought he was dynamic. Um, but what do you guys think? Are you guys going to be heartbroken if, or when we trade Muhammad Wilkerson, or is there another guy that you guys have been more disappointed to let go? Well, before before I even answer that, I, I have a quick question for you. Do you think that Muhammad's injury, if he's unable to pass a physical, say, until – June or whenever, does that hinder his his trade value? You know what? I think his injury might be the reason why we don't get two first-round picks. Um, I think there's still value in him, you know, even with the injury. Yeah, to a, to a point, yeah, he probably loses a little bit of value, but, but not much. I think he's still pretty pretty solid, even with the injury. So I do think we could get something solid back for him, even with the injury. Yeah, I'm just curious to see how that works out with the physical. Um, I guess I'll answer question, the question first, Joe, and there's two guys that I was pissed about when the Jets traded him away. It was K. 
Keyshawn Johnson was the first one, and then John Abraham was the other one. I was pissed to all end uh, got rid of them. I understood the reasons why they did it, but to see them go just drove me insane. Um, so that, I'll go with those two guys. Joe, what about you? Yeah, you you definitely brought up you definitely brought up one of my guys, Jonathan Vilma. Uh That was one guy when we got rid of him. I was like, what in the world? And then another guy that he didn't end up getting traded away, but you know he ended up walking away was John Abraham. That was another guy where I was like, man, I was hoping that we could get him back and get him refined, and it just didn't materialize into anything. So it kind of was what it was. But I, I, also, yeah. want to, I, want to, I also want to get your thoughts on the Ryan Fitzpatrick situation, though, Dave. What is, what is your thought, thoughts on what it might take to get him back refined? And do you think Sam Bradford's deal is truly going to hinder, you know, going to bring up his number as much as everyone thinks, else thinks it is? Well, I don't know. Philadelphia, are they still paying for Namdi Asamoah? I mean, they're always throwing money around like like crazy. So, I mean, I don't think you could take what, you know, like Tyson said, they're clowns, you know, like you can't take too much to what they do. So, no, I don't think that will affect us too much. I think Fitz knows, you know, this is his best chance to win and, you know, he wants the opportunity to go out and show what he can do, what he's always felt he can be. And I think this is the the best place for him. Um, obviously, you know, Buffalo paid him $80 million already. I think if we gave him a, you know, a, a reasonable deal, I think he'll come back. I, I don't think it'll be a, a nightmare. I don't think he'll drag this out. I think he'll sign pretty quick. I don't think, what, I think what he knows consider, too. What, what's a reasonable deal though? How many, how much per year? You know what? I think it's going to end up being $11 million a year. Ah, uh, man. That's we like what to I'm have, about. I like I like to have it a little bit less, but I mean, let's face it. Like, who, who who's better out there? I don't think there's really a better option out there. And you know, we could go a couple of years ago with Geno Smith. We could look back at things like that. And nah, I mean, we had a we had a good offense last year. Let's bring this guy back. Let's just move forward, continue to get better. That's that's our goal. You know, we want to get better. So, and then with that Jonathan Vilma thing, you know, I loved him. I was upset when we lost him. Um. But, you know, uh, David Harris stepped up, and he made that transition like, oh, man, you know, it sucks to lose Vilma, but David Harris. And I think we'll see something similar. Once Mo goes, I think we'll see something similar with Leonard Williams. Um, You know, it sucks. I'm not, like, banging the doors like Mo's leaving. You know, who knows? Maybe we could do American Hustle, too. Maybe he can go sign somewhere for a lucrative deal. Maybe he'll come back in two years. Who knows? Like Revis. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> James, we we got a, we got a bunch of people a whole band. So thank you for calling us tonight. We appreciate it. And that was some awesome insight, man. We appreciate it for sure. Yeah, sounds good, guys. Thanks. How about you, man? See, Joe, our callers have they've seen the light, man. They, they've seen the oh, light. They're, they 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 finally have seen through you. Show they me know the money. Show me the money. You want Ryan Fitzpatrick? You're gonna pay Ryan Fitzpatrick, oh. whether you like it or not. And you know who's holding us back? Muhammad Wilkerson. That's what's holding us back, man. He he oh, is the guy goodness. right now that is helping. He's, he's stopping us from becoming the team that we want to be. Here comes the money. Here we go. Oh, my God. Here comes the money. Money, money, money. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right, we're going to keep going our busy phone lines. <laughs> What's with that? Disgusting. This is just disgusting. All these ridiculous stops. Kevin, this is your fault, man. My producer just gives you all this stuff. 
Oh. See, now, you know what the funny thing is, Joe? You used to get so mad when I used to try to find ways to work in Notre Dame references. Now I've changed oh. my, whole, my whole approach, and this isn't working for you either? No, no, no. This is much better. This, is, this, this show has gotten much better since you dropped that ridiculousness. But now you're back on it. You're doing every money, 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 all those drops and everything. I, I mean, this is just crazy, man. It's just crazy stuff. <laughs> We're gonna go. We're gonna go to our next caller. My eyes are tearing. Hold on. Bring on Dylan. Dylan, this is Joey Tyson. Let's talk Jets. How you doing, man? Good. You guys? Damn, we're doing great, man. Oh, we're talking almost all the time right now. So, what's on your mind? Oh, well, I mean, I've already expressed to you guys on Twitter, so it's not anything new to you guys. Um, I think as soon as the tag was applied. I think it was a, a foregone foregone conclusion that he's gone. Uh, yep. You know, you obviously you're not letting him walk because you get no compensation for him. Uh, $15 million makes zero sense at the same time. Uh, he's getting yeah. traded. For what? I don't know. But he's getting traded. Um, you know, my perfect scenario would be the Giants at 10. I would love that pick. But, yeah, I mean, he's getting traded. I think there's a possibility that, you know, they work out a deal with Snacks after he's traded. But, I mean, it, 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 it's over. <laughs> Yeah, and, and I, you know, I, I agree with you. Um, I, I'm a Mo guy. I wanted him to stay, but once that franchise tag was applied and that number came, I said, this guy is pretty much gone. Um, and as you spoke about the conversation, you so you would like the Giants at 10. Could you see us getting less than that? Would you, if you were in the driver's seat, could you trade Mo for a second and fourth round pick? Uh, if it was a high second round, sure. I mean, honestly, it's going to come down to the highest bidder. I mean, if – if that's the highest deal you have on the table, you have to take it. He cannot stay on this roster. He's not going to be, you know, in training camp. He's not worth $15 million. Uh, whoever whoever offers whatever is what we're going to get. Um, but I, I think I think Mac knows that there's interest in him, and I, I think that yeah. you know, they have a pretty good idea of what they're going to do with him. Yeah, yeah, I, I think exactly the same. And I, I want to switch over to the other side. What are your thoughts about Ryan Fitzpatrick? I mean, people, some people are going crazy here. You got people saying that, you know, since Sam Bradford signed a, signed a big deal, he, you know, it's going to push Ryan for the number up. Show me the money! Jerry, you better go! Oh my God. Show me the money! As you can clearly see, the guy that's dropping all the drops, <laughs> that's exactly what he thinks. So do you think that Ryan Fitzpatrick honestly can ask for 13 to $14 million, you know, and get it? No. <laughs> mm. uh, I mean, let me ask you a question. Who are, the, who are the top three? Who are the top three uh, quarterback needy teams right now? Probably the Browns will be one. We will probably be the other one because we don't necessarily have a starter. You got Houston. And Houston, yes. I don't even know who the third is. Hmm. Maybe the Broncos if, you know, Osweiler leaves. But, I mean, as the way it stands, I think Osweiler is the number one free agent if the Broncos let him walk, uh, as, you know, as far as the quarterback situation goes. Um, that's obvious. You know, that's a guarantee. And Cleveland, they're not bringing, you know, a, a, a quarterback at his age in when they need a franchise quarterback that but I think they're freaking cursed at. I, I think – I don't think Fitz, if he hits the open market, gets more than $10 million. Uh, I think – if the Jets want to, I think they can absolutely play hardball with him. 
But what is what is your what do you consider his fair market value? Ryan Fitzpatrick's fair market value. So, beyond, I think eight million dollars, uh, at least for the first year. Uh, see, I don't, I don't see. I don't. He's not, I don't he's not getting it. above ten from any other team in the NFL. I can guarantee you that. So why would the Jets give it to him when they know no one's going to give him ten million a year? But isn't his fair market value ten million though? Fair market means nothing when no one else wants him. Hmm. Yeah, I'm not so. Sure. I mean, I got I, I got them. See, now you got me. Good. Can can you can you name a team that you think would sign Ryan Fitzpatrick to to a contract at ten million plus dollars a year? You're right. He, Houston, I, I think I would agree. I don't think they'd bring him. I don't think they'd bring him back. I have to go. I have to go through the NFL now because I just went through this. Hold on a second. Let me think here. Hold on. I mean, you got Josh McCown in Cleveland. I mean, Josh McCown yeah, probably. Yeah, Joe. Yeah, that, that's where I was going. I was going to Cleveland. But, honestly, Cleveland would probably take a quarterback in the first round. They would probably yes. take a quarterback in their first round pick. So They're why going or golf, no doubt. Yeah. So why would so you go Ryan Fitzpatrick there? My point exactly. Hmm. You know, James, you're, right, you're, you're extremely smart. Great call. Uh, here we go. Here we, hold on. Well, you guys, you, you keep you. Let me do some research here, because I had, I got I'll find out. I'll, I'll defend my point here. Hold on a second. I got to. Let's see. You know, uh, this is see. Go ahead. Yeah. We get ex- yeah, when we get extremely knowledgeable callers, you just flustered, Tyson. You just absolutely blew this little point away <laughs> with exactly what we've been saying. We can go back and forth on this. Who is going to sign Ryan Fitzpatrick to that type of deal if we don't? Now I'm not. Uh, San, Francisco, you know, San Francisco. Oh come. No, not over No, what about Kelly? Chip Kelly is not no. playing Ryan Fitzpatrick. <laughs> St. Louis, He's not even a Chip Kelly type of quarterback. What about St. Louis? Nick Foles is garbage. He's better than Ryan Fitzpatrick at his age. Yep. Uh, all right. Uh, oh man, you just shut. Uh, I'm I'm doomed here now. <laughs> I mean, I honestly, I don't even see. I don't even see a, a team that would sign him as a backup quarterback for eight million, other than the New York Jets. Mm. So four guys, okay. Jets, you know, exactly. they can play hardball all they want, and they're going to get a good deal yeah. with him. They're going to trade Mo Wilkerson, and they're going to have enough cap to to get things done and get into the draft and fill all the needs. Mm. I have no words. Wow, I have no computer either right now. So I have no my computer's frozen. I can't even look up things, so it's even worse. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Dylan, you just shut me up, dude. I know. Now yeah. I gotta give. Now, Dylan, I, that's fine. Eight million dollars, take it or leave it. And then once he says I'm not taking it, I'm gonna hold out. <laughs> then we just sit there. We play Gino. Yeah, yeah. I, Dylan, and again, Dylan, I want to thank you for calling in. I'm not saying that he'll. I think Ryan, like I said, will get that nine and nine point five million. Ten will be on the high side. But mm-hmm. Dylan kicked in the door. Dylan kicked in the doorway. Then the fourth floor. I'm telling you, he told you facts. Everything I've been saying as well. If Ryan does not get signed here, there's not a lot of other teams that are going to give him that ten million dollars. That Bradford deal. That Bradford deal is just Sam Bradford. Sam Bradford would go other places. And that's he, desperation. He would, I don't know. Yeah, that was desperation. But I don't know if he would get that high of a number everywhere else. But he would be a sought after quarterback. Ryan Fitzpatrick, sure. on the other hand, would not. He wouldn't. For sure. He wouldn't. You'd, you'd, you'd have to have literally what we have here, a built-in system where you already got stars on the outside, guys mm-hmm. that are going to complement his skill set. That's just factual. Thank you, Dylan, for calling in. 
and verifying everything that I've been saying here for a while. You're a great caller. Thank you. That's the best caller we've had all night. Oh, now you, just insulted Kyle, now you just insulted Kyle Ben, too? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, 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 look, Kyle Ben, they're great callers. I, I absolutely love speaking to them. But this guy, like I said, he kicked in the door. Me and him, we've been close forever. We go way back. Okay, so I know everything <laughs> he's talking about was factual here, and I've been saying that. Oh, my I goodness. love Patrick. Listen, I love him, but I'm not going to give him $13, 14000000 million. His skill set does not stand for that. It doesn't. Mm-hmm. There's no reason to give him that type of money at all. For sure. Okay. That's it. Dylan, thank you for ruining my night. And, I, and, thank, and thank you, and thank you for also calling in because now I have to go do more research and find ways to justify Ryan Fitzpatrick making over ten million dollars a year. So thanks for calling, man. I appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Have a good night, man. You too. What a night. See, you know, it's funny. I know that made your day because now I have to go find ways to justify paying him oh, over ten million dollars. Yeah, because you can't. You know, just, I mean, I, what a great show we have with great, knowledgeable callers. I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely excited here. I'm excited. Yeah. You just got shut down, and I've said this all night long. Mm. No. <laughs> but, but you did insult <laughs> Kyle and Ben, so I'll make, I'll make sure that you, no, we note that no, you insulted no, two of our callers. No, <laughs> no, I did not. No, I did yep. not insult those two men. They know. <laughs> Insulting our callers. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. I love it. Love All right, it. we're gonna go to our next caller. It's our it's Matt. So Matt wants to talk about the draft, which is a change of topic for us. But Matt, this is Joe and Tyson. Let's talk Jets. How you doing, man? Hey, what's up, guys? Not much, man. What's on your mind? Hello. Yes, sir. What's on your mind? Oh, well, I think definitely with the news of, of Mo today and, and the cap, uh, I think the Jets' main thing is that they got to look in the draft. They got to – They Mike McCagney needs to go out and have a home run in the draft, 100%. Okay, so what position do you want to address? Um, well, I mean, linebacker is definitely the number, number one. I think you're going to get a running back back. You're going to have to get Ivory or Powell back. And uh, I think Reggie Ragland from Alabama, if he if he's still there at twenty, I think he'll uh, I think he'll still definitely be there at twenty. <clears throat> um, Ellie, I think it's got to be the hope. Ellie is there at twenty. He's definitely uh, a top fifteen pick. He's there at twenty. Just dropped out. Uh, Ragland at twenty, and and with with Mo with Mo gonna uh, with being there, you know, with Mo being there, either, either if he's traded or not. They're going to have to address snacks. So, I think in the second round, you got guys like maybe Reed from Alabama who can fall to the Jets in the second round or, or Day from Notre Dame who's a good nose tackle. But the, the draft is going to have to be Mike McCagney's big thing with the, with the salary cap issue. Yeah, uh, definitely. Um, I, I definitely think the draft is going to be huge. It's going to be difficult because you don't have the resources as far as money uh, that you had last season. Um, I I do kind of have to ask you though. I know you you said you wanted to go out, you know, linebacker in the first round. It sounded like you said you, you know you wanted to go running back in the second. What are your thoughts about possibly going offensive line in the first? Oh no, I definitely agree. 
are there any guys? Are there any guys that you would look at there and say, "Hey, this is a guy that would you rather go right tackle?" Say, if Taylor Decker is there, is that a guy that you could say, "Hey, okay, I could take Taylor Decker in the first instead of going linebacker." Well, I'm going to go Decker over over Conklin. You know, Conklin and Michigan State only played, I think, four or five games, a handful of games of right tackle. You know, he's mm-hmm. he's a comfortable left tackle, and with Brick being the left tackle, I, I mean, at his age, probably wouldn't want to shift him over to right. So I, I think Decker's probably the best option to to come in right away and start at the right tackle. Okay. What what are your thoughts about this? Because it, it seems like you're really into the draft. You're knowledgeable about the draft, and you know what's going on. Jermaine Ifedi is a guy that I'm looking at. A guy that played a little bit of guard as well. Is this guy that played a little bit of guard in college? He was a solid guard, and he swung out the tackle. Is that a guy you could see us draft as well? It, it, the, the stock's there. You know, the stock's very high. I think it's you know McCagnan said you know last year you know if he can obtain as many draft picks as he can, you know he'll, he'll feel successful. So you know if the Jets can can get Mo, can can trade Mo to something, it would just it would just really hurt if they couldn't get. You know, uh, a steal for not a steal, but if they if they trade Mo and they get the losing end of that trade, it's just it's just a bitter taste in your mouth, you know. And 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 I think if if they can get the draft picks, they definitely need to get you know address the offensive line. And I think definitely second, third round is is offensive line where the Jets look, depending on you know depending on who's there twenty. So, Matt, what is your level of confidence in Mike McCagnin? Right now we have, you know, we have limited cap space following this franchise tag. What's your level of confidence in him in terms of, like, addressing free agency with limited money and also the draft? I, I think as a Jeff fan, you got to be happy if McCagnin gets something out of this draft. I, you know, last year with Leonard falling to him, he takes the best available. Wouldn't be surprised if he takes the best available again you know, uh, this year with 20th. You know, you don't know what's going to happen in the draft. The draft's a funny thing. You don't know who's going to trade up. And, um, you know, it, it's going to be interesting. But if with $7 million, you're not going to hit any home runs. You know, obviously there's going to be cuts. There's going to be casualties, you know, Cumberland or Curley or, you know, whoever you guys are talking about. But so $20 million is, you know, a lot of money. But, you know, to, to fill a team, you cut those guys, you cut four or five guys, you, you still got to get replacements there. So I think if he can hit a home run draft and, and steal, you know, get four solid players in the draft, either the starter or the solid backups and fill a special teams role and um, just fill an overall roster spot, you got to be happy with McCagnin. Second year, you, you got to be happy with him. Yeah, no doubt. Matt, thanks for calling tonight, man. We appreciate that. That was great. Some great insight on the draft. Yeah, thank you. First-time caller, so I want to shout-out to Justin for getting me on this. <laughs> oh, welcome aboard, man. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good night, man. You know, Joey, it's interesting that, you know, we're we're talking about, you know, trading for draft picks and all this stuff. I think the Jets have six going into this draft. I mean, the other thing you got to keep in mind is, say we get two for Mo Wilkerson. Say we have eight picks total. I mean, you're hoping to hit on what, three or four of them? Is that is that like you're hoping to hit on half of your draft class, I guess? Is that what you yep. hope for? Absolutely. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. 
No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Especially in, in the situation that you're in with the, you know, with the holes that you need to fill. You're looking, like you said, to hit at least on three or four of these guys. Because, like, I mean, honestly, probably if you look at our, you know, if we go offensive line, if we go, you know, we're probably going to draft linebacker early as well. You know, three of these guys getting to start, you know, especially with our linebacker core there and our offensive line the way it is. So you've got to hit. No, I agree. I agree. It's, it's you know, we want we want the draft picks, but you also want the tagging to hit on them too. So it's a, yeah. it's a risky proposition either way. But I think just to go back to our point the entire night, it's just it's the salary cap space, man. It's like the other thing too is we got to sign our rookie class. If you have eight draft picks, guess what? They're not making all big money, but they're making money. So you got to allocate that six million dollars for your draft class to be more, but up to eight million dollars for your draft class. You know, it's, it's man, I, this is just crazy. We're gonna go to our next caller. It looks like it's Nigel. Wants to talk about Mo Wilkerson and our salary cap. So I believe it's Nigel. Up, Nigel, this is Joe and Tyson. What's, what's up, man? How you doing? What's up, Joe? What's up, Tyson? You're a big fan, first time caller. Uh, just basically want to talk about the, the salary cap with Mo. I've uh, been listening Fire to what you guys are saying and. And, uh, yeah, I just don't see uh, the Jets being able to pull off a trade with Mo. I mean, because $15.7 million, uh, I think any trade he'd have to pass a physical. And you saw what Jason Pierre-Paul did with the Giants last year when they, did, they put him on the franchise tender. I mean, he wouldn't even go to the team. I think Mo wants a long-term deal to or be a free agent to choose where he wants to go. And – Right now, what team is going to give up a top late round first, a, a second, you know, third round pick, or multiple picks for Mo Wilkinson when he's not healthy? He's not going to report to OTAs. It just doesn't make any sense that if I'm Mo, I'm not cooperating unless the Jets give me a long term deal or let me go and become a free agent. So uh, the other thing is that with all this little amount of cap space, I think the priority has to be to sign uh, Fitzpatrick to a short-term deal. Like, I agree. It, you know, who else is going to pay him $12 million? But, you know, the Jets do have leverage in the fact that you can sign him to a two-year or three-year deal with maybe $20, 24000000 million guaranteed, $12 million a year. The Jets, you got to ask the Jets a win-down team. you got, you got David Harris. You've got Revis. This is a short window. You can sign Fitzpatrick to a $12 million a year contract for the next two years, guarantee, guarantee that money, and make a run for the next two years because you've got Brandon Marshall at 32 years old. You've got Rebus at 31. You've got David Harris. The window for the Jets to win with this group is now, and you cannot go back to GM. Okay, so yeah, – but, but, but couldn't you see couldn't you see a team like the Oakland Raiders who have – I mean, they have like $70 million in cap space. They have to spend money. They're with the Jets for last year in terms of having to spend money. Couldn't you see right. them getting kind of aggressive? Couldn't you see them getting aggressive with a kind of a contract, assuming that you know Mo is healthy? 
Well, I mean, they could. I mean, they could absorb the contract, but my, I don't see them giving up. They're going to give up a first-round pick for Mo Wilkerson and pay him. And, you know, Mo Wilkerson may want to choose where he has to go. I'm not saying they won't offer it, but I'm just saying I just finally doubtful that someone's going to give up a late first-round pick. And then the other thing is, listen, I, you know the deal with Sheldon. I mean, <laughs> Damon, Harris is not gonna wait, Damon Harris is not going to wait around. You know, remember, they have that two-day window at the, right before free agency where Damon Harris can go out and talk to the other teams legally, the legal tampering rule. All right, there's going to be yep. a lot of interest. If you, if you lose David Harris, Damon Harris gets an offer from the Bills or whoever, um, and he gets a good offer, takes that back to the Jets, he's not going to wait around for how, how many months to see whether the Jets can trade with Mo Wilkerson when he's finally healthy enough to pass a physical. you got to make a choice now, okay? And to me, signing Mo to the franchise, tethers, trying to sign Damon Harrison, and you haven't even signed a quarterback yet, doesn't make sense as far as the order of things. They took they could not work out a deal. They got $5 million of cap space. They're going to have to let some other players go. And to me, the priority should be, are you going to sign Fitz or not? Because when Bradford got that deal with $18 million per year, you know, Fitz going to give you 24 touchdowns, 12 interceptions around for that quarterback that can give it to you like that for two years. You're going to have to pay him. He's going to have to be your highest paid player on offense. He's not going to make less than Brandon Marshall's making at $9 million. And you know that the Brigashaw is not going to be playing for 14 this year. And he's a quarterback. So if I'm tied into him for two years and we can make a run with fix, don't stop you from drafting a quarterback this year or next year, then I'm going to pay that because I'm not going back to Geno potentially giving me 10, 12 touchdowns, 20 interceptions when he's, on, when he's got one year left on his contract. I mean, we're, we're really up against it. So I'm just saying that. I think they just need to prioritize. I think you got to sign Mo. I think Mo's got you over the bow. You got to give him a long-term deal. Give him some cap room. Let Damon Harrison go. Sign Fitz. Give him two years, twelve million guarantee. If that's what he's looking for, and you know, start drafting and, and, and making a run over the next two years. Two years, you can remake the whole team because Revis not going to be here. Fitz probably won't be here. David Harris won't be here. The Brickenshaw Ferguses won't be here. Mango won't be here. So if the Jets want to make a two-year run, see what they can do, and then rebuild the team in two years. But I guess, you know, as big fans, we got to ask ourselves, are we ready to rebuild now? Because you start trading away Mo, then you let Fix go, you're in a rebuilding mode. Because where are you going to get that? Yeah, but, even if you draft well, think, where are you going to get that talent? I think, I think we all agree that we want to bring Fitzpatrick back. The, the guy is, that we're all debating is Mo. And, but how about this? Would you take less – in terms of trade value, just to get rid of Mo and get that cap space back, would you take a second and a fourth? No way. I mean, I'm just, I'm just saying that. Listen, Damon Harrison has been is what has got generated one and a half sacks. He's a specialist, run stop over the last four years. Mo Wilkinson plays in any technique: bowls, wrecks, sacks. It's good against the run, batted passes. You just don't let that guy go in a division. Tom Brady, and you know that Sheldon is one drug test away. I mean, if if you keep, I mean, let's say you traded Mo, right? Let's say you traded Mo, and you got your two picks, two and a four, or whatever. All right, and you sign Damon Harrison. If Sheldon gets in trouble, gets popped, out four games, six games next year, you're looking at maybe bringing back Doosable, Leonard Williams, and. And uh, you know, and and that's and that's your uh, and that's your that's your line, and Damon Harrison. I mean, 
I think Sheldon is the wild card. I think yeah, him yeah. getting in trouble changed the whole outlet about yeah, what you could do and, with Mo. Yeah, and, and, you know, I agree with you. Sheldon is definitely – that's the scary thing because you're looking at him getting a suspension this year, um, and who knows what he does in the future with his off-the-field stuff. But at the same time, if you're talking about giving Muhammad Wilkerson what he's asking for, and he's asking for that, that $15 million a season type thing, he wants to get paid. We can't do that. We can't give him that and address other needs, especially at a position that we have that's one of our highest-paid positions here. You can still survive with Leonard Williams. You know, I would like to see Damian Harrison brought back, but if he's asking for that nine, that eight to nine, ten million million, he can be gone too. And, and you're looking at having Sheldon Richardson. So with that money, though, that if you get rid of Muhammad Wilkerson, if you trade him, because there are teams out there, just because he's injured doesn't mean he's non-tradable. We traded Revis with a torn ACL. Still got a first round pick for him and other conditional stuff. This is a broken leg. Got, this is not a. This is not a joint. Right. This is not a torn ACL. This is not nothing. He'll heal up and come back from it. I don't think anybody is afraid of Muhammad Wilkerson coming back from you know being able to come back from this broken leg. No one's afraid of that. Okay, because there's still teams that are calling. That's why I think right. this franchise. This franchise tag made sense for Mo because he has the most value. Like you said, he's the, he's the best player that we have that's going out there. You know, like like we spoke about earlier, and like we shut Tyson down. This, you know, he's a guy that we're looking to resign. But honestly, what team is going to give him that much money? So you're not too afraid of him testing free agency because you think you'll be able to match a deal in case he walks. Damian Harrison, like you said, a run stuffer. He's the best run stuffer in the league. But you can scheme around that, and we'll let him test the market, see what he comes back with. But Mo, Mo is a guy that could be gone today. Okay, so let's franchise him. That's why that tag made sense. Okay, and let's trade him. The Raiders would be probably the first place you would go. I don't see why why they wouldn't offer that. The Raiders have seventy three million dollars in cap. Okay, boom, let's get the job done. You pair him with that defense because the offense is already ready to go. They have that car and those wide receivers. They're good to go. You pair that with the question. They're ready to go. Yeah, go ahead. Sure. Can I ask you a question? All right. I don't want to make the same mistake as Revis. Okay. I mean, Revis. We had Revis under contract, so that was a whole different situation. We. We didn't have to. We didn't have to trade him. But be that as it may, we traded him, and it took us three years until we got Uribe's back mm-hmm. to get a corner, <laughs> you know, on the level of Uribe's because we had Milner and we mm-hmm. saw how that went. Okay, and we mm-hmm. languished for three years. All right. You, all right. So can I, and we brought Cromarty back. But but just but but let's say we had to make a choice. I don't know why mm-hmm. Jet fans aren't looking at the fourteen million cap number from DeBrigashaw. Listen, Mo is in his prime. He's your best defensive player, period. He's in his prime, 27 years old. You got Ferguson making on the cap here. I cut Ferguson outright, save what, seven, eight million on the cap? Okay? <laughs> and look for a left tackle before I trade Mo, who is a proven commodity who's got four or five good years left. He's looking for probably various money. But I'm just saying, I mean, if it were me, why keep Mangle, who's over 30, keep David Harris, who's over 30, Keep the British show who's over thirty and trade your best and keep Reeves and pay him eighteen million who's over thirty and sign him, but that get rid of Mo who's your best defensive player in his prime. I mean, it just doesn't make it, to me. It doesn't make a whole well, lot of sense. But again, I, I, yeah, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, here's the difference between those scenarios, though. And I want to address that before you because you kind of kind of tailed off and you you, you talked about cutting the British show, which I think would make your team worse. But if you're talking about you know. I don't want to see what happened to us, you know, when we got rid of Reeves. happened to us again. Well, here's the difference. You actually have a GM that can scout, that can draft, that knows what he's doing when he's looking at players. Okay, Don Isaac didn't know what he was doing there. 
so the capability to bring in talent is so much higher that you don't have to be necessarily be afraid of that. He can go get guys. We, he just showed you. He's willing to go to the CFL. He'll go get a guy like Freddie Bishop. He's always out there looking for ways to replace that talent. Now, the thing is this, is that if you sign Muhammad Wilkerson, you give him the deal he's looking for, you're done. You're not going to be – because defensive line is our strength. You want to talk about the problems that we have? Let's talk about the holes in this team. Let's talk about, let's talk about linebackers, the fact that we can't cover anybody. Let's talk about our right side of our offensive line. You want to get rid of – the Brigashaw Ferguson, good luck. Let's talk about this right side. You, you want to make this so you, 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 Do you think that Ryan Fitzpatrick will be able to survive with guys in his face when he snaps the ball? Absolutely not. You're going to make why, this why team work if you don't find the cap relief. Wait, wait. Why can't, why can't the Jets draft an offensive, tack, uh, offensive tackle, left tackle with the first round? They can, they can but you need money. You need money. Listen, you need cap you, relief. I, you need ways I, to re-sign I, guys. I, I just, listen, bring it's just Aaron Henderson. It's just we just we. I I agree what you're saying, except that we just disagree on putting money, tying up money, letting young players in their prime go. Everybody's going to get paid one way or the other, and tying up money in players that are over thirty. Look nine hundred. Look nine over nine million in Brandon Marshall, Mangoes eight million. You cut Mango, Brigashaw over thirty. I'm just saying, David Harris. These are these players we we need the production from. Next thing you know, if you don't win. If you don't win over the next two years, you tie up that money and and you let some of your prime younger players go. I mean, I agree with Cromartie going, but I mean, just, I'm just saying that you're saying the, the, why would the Raiders give up a first-round pick? Where are the Raiders picking, pick, picking this year? 15? 16? They're going to give you a first-round – you're talking about a first-round pick when this is the, the deepest defensive line draft in years? Where's our leverage? If we're going to take a second-round pick, what are we picking? 50th in the pick? You think McCagney's just going to get somebody that come close to replacing Mo Wilkerson with a second-round pick this year? I mean, I, 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 like I said, 12 sacks. I mean, the man has done everything, does no problems off the field. I'm I just saying, when you lose that production, you take it out. Take it out. And you risk the fact that, again, how could you let Mo go if you don't lock up Harrison? If you want to say I'm going to lock up Snacks, if you want to trade them, then you got some letters to trade them. If you don't have Snacks, you cannot think about trading Mo and losing both of them. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. First off, the replacement for Muhammad Wilkinson is already here. It's Leonard Williams. The second thing is to, to get Snacks back, you have to get rid of Muhammad because you don't have the money to get Snacks. So if you let Muhammad Wilkerson go and you take that cap relief, you can go find snacks and you can address other needs with that with that money as well, like our linebacking court. But you can't. But you can't. But my point is, you're not going to have months to deal with that. You got to find snacks before he tests free agency because the Jets are not going to be able to give him the best offer, especially since they haven't even signed Fitzpatrick. You're not going to be able to dangle both of them. I'm just saying, either you get snacks locked down by the time free agency hits, because if you let if because if you don't. He's going to get an offer, and unless you're willing to blow it out the park for him, it's got to be either or. You're going to have to make the decision, and I'm talking about in the next week or two, or it's going to be made for us. If Snacks leaves, yeah, then you – Nigel, the thing about Snacks, too, is that there, there's been reports that he's already turned down from the Jets three years, $15 million. Like last year, he's already yep. turned that down. So he's going to – I think Harrison's going to be a, a tremendous challenge to sign before free agency – I think he's going to want to test free. He's going to want to test the market, and rightfully so. So Absolutely. the problem is, what once he goes out there, like a he gets that seven or eight million dollars a year, the Jets can't match it. So I agree there that you know he's going to be gone. So 
So then you let, let me go. go. Then it's like, I, yeah, I agree. I, then you got to sign them both. Dude, I, 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 can, I can see your point. We got, we got a couple more people on hold. So, first of all, we want to thank you for calling in. You did a great job, man. That's, that's tremendous insight. Yep. Are you on Twitter or anything? No, 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 man. I'm too old for Twitter. I need to get on there, but <laughs> I'm going I'm to I'm keep calling the show, man. Guys, keep up the good work. Awesome job, man. Thanks for calling. We appreciate it. All right. Later. You know, Joe, I, I, I've thought about it. And, you know, the thing is, you know, Harrison's going to be gone. So now your 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 defensive line takes a huge blow. The problem is 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 the physical. Is the physical going to be a problem? Are teams going to wait for Mo to pass a physical? Are they going to wait for his health? Are they going to wait for all these things? And that could be a problem. And then if that's the case, how long is that? Is it, is it before the draft? I mean, how long does it take for them to make a an offer for him? I'm starting to sure. think, Joe, I, it's time for it's time for McCagnin to get creative and get Mo signed to a long term deal half-friendly deal, and change things up. The time is for Mike McCadden to just clean things up, man. It is. The executive, the executive of the year, the executive of the year has to earn his paycheck and get it done. It is. Yeah. This, yeah, is listen, it? listen, 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 listen. We can talk about cat-friendly deals all day. This is a guy that has been messed around with as far as his contract situation for quite some time now. He wants to get paid. It's not about my campaign. Be creative, sure. But dude, isn't it? Is, <laughs> don't the Jets next year? Don't the Jets next year have like sixty million dollars in cap space? Aren't there ways yeah. to negotiate a contract where you can guarantee money, upfront money, do all kinds of crazy stuff? That, if you're a very good GM, you find a way to get Mo Wilkerson signed because you're losing Damon Harrison. You 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 have to do this. Like our last caller mentioned, dude, this team has we have pieces. He's a valuable piece. You're going to lose one of your valuable pieces in Harrison. Why lose two? Why? And, and, and I, I, and I totally agree. To get him signed. Yeah, and I totally agree with that. And I'm here saying that I would love to see Mo sign. But clearly, if he's not willing to take certain deals, a deal that would work, I'm very sure that Mike McCagney is doing just that, saying, okay, look, maybe I can give you this much this year and then give you something a lot more next year, looking at yeah, ways to handle things like that. But if, if, if that deal is not going to work for the team and it's going to hurt the team to where McCagney can't address other needs of the team, then you've got to let him go. You've got to. But if you – you could be in the same situation with Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick, there, there's oh. no market for him, supposedly. There's no, there's, no, there's no market for him. So it's like, all right, you know what? We can work a deal out. If Mo is coming back from his injury and has to pass a physical or teams are worried about that and the compensation with the, with the draft class that's loaded with defensive linemen, if we're not getting what we want in return for him and the, the, the tag number is too much, so Mike McCann mm-hmm. has to find a way to make a deal with him. You got to get him signed yeah. long term. That's what has to happen. He's got to get a yeah, yeah. He has to get it done. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I agree with you there. But if teams are offering, I, I personally think that teams have made offers. I don't think anyone's afraid of his broken leg. I really don't. As I said, we traded this with a torn ACL. I mean, come on. No one's afraid of that broken leg with Muhammad Wilkinson. Yeah, no, but there's, no, there's only so there's all there's all there's only so many dumb teams with Buccaneers. But we're gonna go to our next caller. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, Kyle. Kyle, this is Joe and Tyson. Let's fuck Jets. How you doing, man? What's up, guys? Not much, man. What's on your mind? Um, I had an idea while I was on hold um, about trading. Well, not trading fits, but letting them walk. Because the idea I thought of, I really haven't put much thought into this, so it might sound dumb. But is letting Geno Smith come in and play quarterback, and then you could see what he's 
really got when with um March one day. Now, Kyle, okay, so I'm not, not, be... not much thought. <laughs> Dude, the, the thing is, and listen, I'm a Geno guy. Like, last year, I was a Geno guy. I like Geno Smith as a player, but that's just not the option. It's For me, I think for Joe, it's Ryan Fitzpatrick or Bust. We don't have much of a choice, yeah. you know. So, I mean, I understand what you're saying, but that's just – this isn't Geno's job to lose. I think Geno beat out Petty, but I don't think he – it's kind of – I feel the same way. It's just kind of crossed my mind. Was it really like if I had to start an off season, I'd be paying pits. But and then yeah, um, it's a tough spot, man. It's a definitely a tough spot. I know, especially with the way and how um Todd Bowles handled negotiate well, not really negotiations, but constantly praising Fitz, and you know we put us inside of a tough spot as far as negotiations go. Yeah, it's one big love fest. Everybody loves them until the money until the, the money gets discussed. Then it gets interesting. Even like the team, like Decker was wearing a Fitz Magic shirt in the season, and Brandon's always out here endorsing him. It's very tough to let him walk and screw up the team's chemistry. Yeah, what's your take on Wilkerson? Um, I love Mo, but I really don't know what we're gonna do because, in my opinion, Shelton's a better player when he's not suspended, but. Clearly, you're going to be banking on him not getting into any off-field problems, and the lot's put into someone that was driving the car 143 miles an hour at, like, 2 in the morning. Um, he had a bad day, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, nobody, nobody yeah. buying that one, I guess? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yes. Well, Kyle, it's going to be interesting, man. they got some tough decisions to make. I think Fitzpatrick's a no-brainer for the Jets. It's just a matter of how much they pay him. Moe, I think McCagney's got to get something done. He's got to get a deal done. No more screwing around. Time is of the essence. We need the cap space. I don't think he's going to trade. I think the trade will be difficult to do by the time we need the trade to be performed. So Especially it's going to be interesting, man. We no trade him on draft. Again, it's not going to help at all. No, it's not. We need, the, we need the cap space now. Free agency is a week away. We need money now. So nobody's gonna try I don't think anybody's gonna trade right for if you think about it, if you're if you're gonna draft, before you worry about your draft, you address free agency first. So teams will spend all their money, do their things, then they worry about draft picks. So yeah, I'd... Kyle man, thanks for calling, man. We definitely appreciate it. All right, no problem. All right, Joe, we're gonna go to our next caller, and this is he, he always promised his hot takes, but unfortunately our phone lines are jam packed, so we're not giving him the proper his proper <laughs> introduction. Hold on here. I gotta find his. Where the hell? Uh, I know where his song is at. Oh boy, he's gonna hate me for this. I can't even find the damn thing now. Uh, <laughs> this is just. It's, this, you don't know the soundboard you have right now. What's up, Justin? How you doing, man? Oh, man, I was doing good until the last two callers, man. We were doing so good tonight, man, and then we just got these last two. And just DeBrickershaw, I mean, you want him cut? First off, can we can we not mention DeBrickershaw and cut in the same sentence? Because that's just ridiculous. 
Yeah, I, you know, like I said, cutting the Brickershaw Ferguson makes Ferguson makes no sense to me. You know, yeah. you're gonna have issues there at your left tackle, and you are man, man, need to man, help. the Brickershaw cutting them. All right, let's not even talk yeah. about that because that's yeah. just ridiculous yeah. in the first place. But the yeah, two topics I, I wanted to mention was the Fitzpatrick uh, uh, contract situation with uh, Sam Bradford. I see both takes on the situation. I mean, I understand the people that are saying, oh, yeah, Fitzpatrick, he's going to want more money with the contract and everything. I mean, I can see that happening too. And also I can see the market not he, – he just – he's stuck. I mean, at 8 to 10 million, or I can see him demanding a little bit more money. So I'm 50-50 with that situation. Yeah, I, I think, like like Dylan said and like I've been saying all night, I think that 8.5 to 10 million in his range, I think he'll end up 9 to 9 and a half million. That's Show, me the money. Jerry, you better yell. Show me the money. Show me the money. I, I just, I just have a hard time. Yeah. You know, all right. So let's just seeing him play hardball with us. So what do you think about Muhammad Wilkerson's situation? Yeah. Yeah. Let's just get into it. You know, Kevin's favorite topic, my favorite topic. You know what? I started to think about it a little bit, and you know what? I think, I think, yeah, we're gonna have to get rid of, like, snacks or Wilkerson. It's gonna have to be. And I'm thinking Wilkerson. We're going to keep Wilkerson, but listen, I've been listening to Kevin's take on it. We're going to listen to offers or whatnot. A second and a fourth-round pick for Wilkerson, I'll I'll hang on to him. But if a team offers maybe, let's say, a first-round, early first-round pick, I mean, might have to pull the trigger for the team and create some Okay, Justin, Justin, here's the deal. We're, We're a week away from free agency. We're one week away from free agency. Do you think teams are going to be shopping draft picks right now? I mean, or are they going to wait now? See, or are they going to wait to? Or are they going to wait to see what else they can get first, and then think about it? Because meantime, while we're waiting for all these potential offers, not only yeah, are we losing free agents, that's the yeah, problem. Time see, is the, the essence, thing. and this. Yeah, yeah, I mean, if I do want to get rid, who do you want? If you get a guy, a uh, top top draft pick, who are you going to take? That's the thing too. Another thing. I mean, if the Raiders throw. The Raiders got money, so maybe they throw something we like right now. And before before the freaking free agency, something comes up. The Raiders got the money; they throw something out there that we like. We might have, we may need to pull the trigger sooner than later. I'm thinking. Yeah, and that's the problem. Timing's of the essence, man. You need to get this deal done within a week. Is that going to happen? My guess is no. And then what? And then what are we going to yeah. do, Joe from Long Beach? When the deal's not done within a week and free agency starts, <laughs> and we're sitting here with our thirteen dollars in our pocket trying to sign Danny Trevathan, exactly. and he laughs in our face because we can't afford him, Joe from yeah, Long exactly. Beach. Exactly. I mean, for for Wilkerson, I think he's too. Now that I'm thinking it, thinking of it, snaps is going to be gone. I mean, he only played on forty percent of the plays last year. He's a good run stopper and everything, but forty percent and one point five five snaps is not going to do it for me. I would say, see you later, Snacks. Pack your bags. I'll even pack them for you. Wilkerson's too versatile. He's a pass rusher. He stops the run. And he can get to the quarterback. I'm taking Wilkerson over Snacks. And I'm listening to offers right now from the Cagnes. Justin, I agree with you, man. Thank you for calling in, dude. We definitely appreciate it. Thank you for referring your friend, too. He did, he did really good with his draft picks, man. That was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I got another one coming in next week, so that should be coming. And then you, you earned a new song, too. We'll get rid of your Taylor Swift song. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> All 
All right, so I want to I want to um, thank all our callers tonight. I definitely want to thank Chad Siskadden for joining us. I know it's, it's the off season; these guys are busy, so just enjoying their off season. So I want to thank Chad Siskadden, all the great callers, the new first time callers. Just I had a blast up in Jets tonight, man. So the, the floor is yours, my friend. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Listen, I am the man of the people. I am here for the people. I love every single one of you guys. Listen, go on Facebook, search Long Beach Joe. Like our page, man, our content's up there. Go ahead and message us. We'll message you right back. You know, we can talk about whatever you want to talk about there. And, you know, leave us some feedback. Let us know what you think of the show. I'm also on Twitter as well, at YoungJ000. That's three zeros, guys. Follow me. I'll follow you right back. You know, we can talk about the show. You want to troll me? No problem. I'll troll you right back. I'm also on YouTube as well, at YoungJ00. I'll do videos. I'll talk about the Jets. Subscribe to my channel. Leave me some comments. You can message me there as well. I'll message you right back, man. And as always, guys, when you see me, okay, arms open, chest out, free hugs for everyone. It costs you nothing. Love every single one of you guys. Without you guys, we are nothing. I'm telling you guys. Show me the money! Show me the money! Oh, my goodness. You guys absolutely make our day. And we want to thank Chad Kaskatton as well, man. Just absolute great guy. Lots of knowledge. Always dropping stuff. And thank you to all the new callers, too. You guys are the best. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. I want to thank everybody as well. Thanks. We had I had a blast tonight. Pay Mo his money. Get it done now, McCagney. Stop sleeping and drinking coffee and do what else you're doing. Just give the guy his money. Get this deal done so we can improve this team. So we will talk to everybody next week. Don't forget, check out Brandon Marshall's Project 375, the paddle battle, and that's it. So talk to you guys next week. You're